Drop. You know something? Not only are we going to New Hampshire, Tom Harkin, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. And we're going to California and Texas and New York. And we're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. Welcome to Genuine uh, Wrestle Boys, a podcast of four friends made better friends through a love of Howard Dean Scream. Uh, my name's Zach. My name's Matt Stone of the Caldwell Stones. I'm that amped me up. Did it amp you up pretty good? Get you all worked up? I'm a little worked up, if you know what I'm saying. We are um, starting with some weird energy. I'm Eastside, by the way. Um, I just did the Howard Dean Scream, and then things went off the rail again. It, it started with me doing that before, like right when we we're gonna <laughs> start recording. And this is where we are. This is who we are as people. I got to say, though, that actually got me way more fired up than I thought watching that little clip. I did not think was going to get me fired up. When he starts hitting South Dakota and he starts remembering all the other states in the U.S. And then he finally lands on the, D.C. The Nifty 50 or whatever. Dude, yeah. Oh, dude. And the state capitals. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. I used, to, I used to have those memorized in kindergarten. Oh, were you like a GT kid, gifted and talented? No, I just went to a private school, so we all were. Um, oh, hell yeah. I, I did the um, in the Caldwell School District where we grew up, Matt. I was went to the tech center because I was GT, if oh. you will. Um, I, I had really high yeah. test store scores, hated doing any work. Even from uh, kindergarten, my mom reminded me very recently of, they had us doing, like, they just wanted us to sit there and fucking color. And apparently I was like, no, I'm not doing it. And so they had to, like, pull me out and be like, why aren't you coloring? I'm like, what's the point? I don't want to do this. Like, this is dumb. <laughs> like, I was just, like, a little shithead kid. I'm like, I don't see the point in, like, merit in any of this. Let me at least go play with blocks or something kind of cool. They're like, we need to fast track this kid. He gets it. <laughs> this kid's already kind of an asshole. <laughs> I honestly think my mom talked me into that gt program i don't think i earned my way in there but i think i was jealous that other kids got to go and she was a teacher and i i or maybe i got there on my own merit but i was only in gt for one year and i thought it was like at first i thought it was gonna be special it's not you just sit in a room with weird kids mm. as someone Gabe and I were in it. as an adult has figured out that probably i'm on the autism spectrum i definitely would have been in the quote-unquote gifted and quote-unquote talented classes they're like why doesn't this kid do homework <laughs> yeah exactly you need a different approach oh i hated homework so much but i would like Fuck always get same. good grades on my test because i could just read it cool it's up in the old noggin as y'all know with my historic knowledge of wrestling and um i just had to just look at it i'm like cool i got this leave me alone let me sleep or something um or learn more because you know whatever like it's if i'm gonna do that so you're I'll saying that it. That steel trap isn't just contained to wrestling? Um, it used to be used for some good, but now it's like with how my brain is devolved. Um, it's just <laughs> for dumb things, mostly wrestling. It's 
Mm-hmm. It's just rotted and fused I mean, I can, into one wrestling I encyclopedia. I actually, the other day, um, was able to play old obscure beauty songs on a guitar because I still remember how to play those. So like dumb stuff like that's up there. Um, wow. Okay. Probably nothing that's impressive. Though. That's honestly yeah. an in, in something I'm envious that, of. See, that is still a practical skill. I can tell you, like, I don't know which James Bond movies are longest and shortest, and like, you know, the like average runtime per like actor is it something like I don't have that right off the top of my head, but I could figure it out pretty quick because I've figured it out before. That's the kind of shit that I have in my brain, like. Fucking a, we got that, some special folks here. That that truly that I was like, oh wow, how did I not realize I was autistic and ADHD? <laughs> I was an adult. <laughs> oh yeah, the moment like one one of my shrinks told me, yeah, you have really really bad ADD. I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah, it was a good day. Yeah. It was a good day for me. Like being the cutting edge on certain things. Yeah. yeah. It's so weird that it is honestly like 2020, basically 2023, probably as you're listening to this, of course, uh, then uh, that, yeah, it's like, uh, we're just also still figuring shit out about how brains work and stuff. And it's like, at, like the research that like there's research recently that figured out, oh, ADHD people, their brain needs serotonin. That's what it mm-hmm. is doing. And it was like, that's like since I was diagnosed at, with ADHD, that's how recent it was like, it's like yeah. oh, so the like that's why I do the things I do. That's like fate. Like Instagram reels, TikTok, all that. Like the short form video content is the worst thing that's ever oh, happened to too. ADHD people ever. Besides me, like deep diving things about ADHD and, and autism and figuring out, mm-hmm. oh, that's why I do stuff. Um, but then you know, if I get on that shit and get on that scrolling thing before I get out of bed in the morning, I don't get out of bed for like an hour. So I've like made myself stop doing that. I, same exact thing for me, except going to sleep. I'll be like, oh, I'm actually going to bed at a reasonable time, and then I'll watch those short ass videos for too fucking long. I I'm um somebody that falls into like those clickbaity pages, uh, and it'll be like you know. You know, forty tweets that you needed to see that were funny. I'm like, yep, we're doing this, aren't we? Oh, and then mm-hmm. next thing you know, it's three in the morning, and you're on a Reddit thread of malicious compliance, <laughs> which is a great subreddit of people <laughs> following the rules and kind of being assholes. But usually, it's because they were told something, they're like, "All right." That. That sounds so up my alley that I'm pulling it up now and then immediately minimizing it so I'm not looking through it during the (laughs) podcast. It's good because we have a lot. Because we We had so much. 2022 was a crazy year, and I forgot most of it because kind of the two big things Matt and I were talking before the podcast really started. It was um, two big things really dominated like wrestling, even to the point where like I forgot. A lot of stuff that happened because of it. Uh, the oh, first of which definitely. was um, Mad Cat Moss's turn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, um, obviously, it's the CM Punk All Out stuff, um, and then I think everybody's big number one is the regime change. Vince McMahon, McMahon quote unquote, retiring, um, mm-hmm. and then Triple H taking over. I mean. That's kind of been the big, the big two things that have happened uh, this Dude, year that and- really just 
kind of wiped out like almost half a year. <laughs> right? Because there were other, like, for sure, there were other things going on uh, and have been going on throughout the year, and we'll get to them. But, like, also, because I was just looking into it today just to kind of remind myself, the Vince McMahon stuff was ex- especially crazy just to hop right into it because prior to the information, the, like, I think it was around June that the info was coming out that he made paid off uh, people for sexually, you know, inappropriate relationships. And then, like, a, maybe he used company funds and stuff. And then it was, like, a month later that he actually just, quote-unquote, retired because he's 77. It has not, actually nothing to do with what's going on. He's just been in the game. He's ready to go. But prior to that, Stephanie had stepped down from the company. Triple H had a cardiac, quote-unquote, cardiac event that, as we've now learned, was actually very serious. So both of them were kind of, it felt like, moving away from wwe and then there was just this like slingshot effect of vince is gone steph stephanie's in charge and then yes uh, fucking you yeah i'm back and better than ever and then (laughs) and then triple h his heart recovers and now he's got probably a way more stressful job than he's ever held in the company stone cold steve austin wrestled a fucking match like that should be like a uh, the the headline of the year, Stone Cold Steve Austin came back for one more main event. Thank him for the house, brother. Um, and it's just a distant memory. Barely the, the remember. The whole forbidden door pay-per-view. Like, just the concept of, like, these two major promotions, like, doing right. a super show. Again, like, kind of starts feeling like it's a long time ago or not as important because we had those two super jarring things that happened on um in the landscape of things in wrestling at least in the u.s yeah tony Um, khan bought ring of honor i forgot about that like this like it's wild and especially like it i think it really shows like the different landscape of wrestling right now versus like back to when we started the show 2017 like we like, we were doubtful about the rumors that, like, oh, the elite's going to start their own promotion. Like, we were like, right. ah, we'll, 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 you know, yeah, we'll, we'll all believe it when I see it. Like, now that promotion yeah. is at the point where we can be disappointed in their pay-per-view with New Japan. <laughs> um, today, it- Like, right now, Shinsuke is about to go fight Noah while under wwe contract well anderson yeah. is you know like that whole shit with the with the never open weight like a never open weight champion under contract with wwe like yeah that's fucking wild and it's all just a new a new wwe stuff. signing like dragon lee won the triple a tag team titles by pitting an aew signed guy <laughs> like what the fuck but again there's like two things it was somebody throwing a big fit at a press conference and then a bunch of shit about old Vinnie Mac getting out that was thank god that it did and thank god that like like we were talking about this like everybody wants like oh he had to step down in disgrace because the allegations wasn't the allegations it was that the SEC was like hey Maybe we need to investigate some shit because you're using company money. They were like, ow, you really hurt our pocketbooks. You hurt our wallet. How dare you? 
How dare you treat money that way, Vince? Yeah, my pocket's going to need therapy for all the abuse you caused it. Yeah. Handing it over to John Laurinaitis like a little toy, all our money. Yeah. It's, yeah. Exactly. That's, that's it. what gets rich... That's what gets rich people in trouble. And like, that's what we were talking about before the show too. Like it would be very, honestly, I still think so. It would be pretty surprising to see any like real legal recourse for Vince McMahon, but it would be, I think just more so very unlikely that he gets the, like Isai was saying before we were recording, he, even though he's the, still owns the majority share of WWE, there's like a board that has to sign off on him coming back. And with since Triple H has taken the reins of creative and things like ratings have been up, morale seems to be up, uh, and there's just really not. It doesn't seem like, from what we've been hearing, any interest of bringing Vince Mc, Mc, bringing Vince back into that capacity. Uh, and as a fan, it's like it's like that thing of like I don't want him to I don't want him to come home. I want him to stay gone. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like thinking about like how weird. The wrestling landscape is how much has evolved. WWE, like I, I have like the highest rated matches by the the Observer pulled up. Mm. There were two five star matches in WWE this year. Zero in NXT for like the highest rated one is four seven five in NXT this year. But Cody Rhodes and Sheamus in the two WWE five-star matches. Wow. Like that right there, that right there. Cody Rhodes coming back to WWE is overshadowed, which should yeah. be maybe the biggest story of the year. I mean, yeah. his injury didn't help that. I mean, cause he's been gone off our TV for so long, but wow. Like that. It has got to be top. I mean, if there's one, if one and two, if they're duking it out, CM Punk and Vince McMahon, I got to say, I got to feel like number three on the list of most impactful stories this year is Cody Rhodes leaving the company he helped start to come back to WWE and like close the circuit. That's, yeah, that's kind of my like, I mean, the other ones are bigger stories, but like the Cody Rhodes one is like my favorite story of the year. Because like, like I, I've never, like, I have not been a big Cody fan really like the last few years. Like, and it, literally the moment his entrance happened, I went shit i i'm a cody rhodes fan right now you know like we'll see where yeah. this goes and then we're still kind of in a little bit of a holding pattern but a match with seth kind of was like i think a little bit proof you know proof of concept that like oh cody and wwe is great and like his character in wwe is great like i i said it when it like that when he mm -hmm. came back um like suddenly all the thing his gimmick is through suddenly. Like all this shit that we've given him for years of his gimmick kind of like being uh, undeniable not... or undesirable to undeniable. Yeah. Yeah, like that was all just kind of bullshit. Like that should have been used as a heel gimmick, but is usually a babyface gimmick. Um but suddenly it was true and made perfect sense just in that entrance alone. Like that crowd reaction and everything and seeing like him coming back as American nightmare while Vince was still in charge. Cause that's the thing too, is like Vince hadn't stepped down yet. Like that was already a big difference. Like right. that was already wild. I, I remember watching Rob when Cody had um, come back and 
they were due like at the top of hour three, they'd have like Cody the Cody segment, and they would do the countdown to Cody. And like throughout <laughs> the show, they're like, Cody's coming up. You got 45 <laughs> minutes till Cody. Um, and the thing is, is it worked. <laughs> like the there wasn't like a massive because they were getting massive th- like third hour drop. People were just like, well, I'm fucking done. It's a long time. But they'd be like, All right, we'll stay for the Cody. And that would help their ratings, like their average stay up higher because then Instead of losing, like they, they, I think they even gained once, mm-hmm. like, and or, and they held like a good rating because it's like, all right, it's the Cody segment, it's coming, <laughs> and then yeah, there, and then he would just come out and talk with a slight lisp at times, and that's <laughs> it. Because <laughs> it is really like wrestling, obviously, is all about the story, and like the co- the Cody Rhodes coming back to WWE really is like a very reminiscent like like you know uh literary like the hero's journey like you leave home you go through these experiences and then you come back strong enough to actually mm-hmm. you know defeat the the enemy now that you've had this experience and that really is Cody's whole story and so like and then it honestly kind of works in his favor in the fact that he had that hell in the cell match with Seth Rollins with the purple the purple chest cuz he tore his pec just super like memorable obviously like just incredibly impressive. And then he's been off the screen since, you know, as the time of recording this, we're getting into Royal Rumble season. So, you know, those, mm. uh, the, you know, those rumblings have been it's coming. It's the right most now. wonderful time of the year. It is. It's the most rumbly time of the year. And uh, I love the Royal so, yeah, Rumble. It's just, a, it's just an incredible story. Um, and WWE Shane had McMahon essentially got fucking fired from WWE. Like Fuck he got like right. it wasn't real fire, but he just was pretty much told by Vince like, the, like yeah, as long as I'm around, that'll be the last fucking pop he gets from us. Because like, he, he comes in and tries got... to write, he tries to write his own Rumble story last year, and his father <laughs> fucking fired him. Like he pissed off Brock Lesnar, one of the last people you ever want to piss off. Um, he threw a, a massive title belt at Vince McMahon. He doesn't give a fuck. Um. And then <laughs> he books himself to go toe to toe and get one up on legitimate UFC fighter Matt Riddle, somebody who had a four fight win streak um, in the UFC um, at the end of his UFC run before he got let go. Um, he gets it up on him. He's like forty eight years old or some shit. And he's like <laughs> kicking his ass, hitting, just like, doing his little hop around, pop 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 pop. Yeah, like, we had like, one of the most boring royal, like one of the worst royal rumbles in a long time. Really uh-huh. was, and it's one of my favorite pay per views. And again, like that feels like so far. It feels like years ago. No, like and then, time moves. Like you know, the older you get, more time moves more quickly and stuff. It's like, oh, that was only, you know, like oh, that's been a full year already. You know, stuff like that. But then like. WWE, the wrestling world in general, this year has been 10 years. Like, right? Dude, yes. So weird. Like, you know, partially, like, I I definitely was the least engaged this year. In in overall, just my life was a little wild this year. Didn't have a lot of time all the time for wrestling. But um, same time, like, man, that so much has happened. Like, we still have like some of the same storylines going on from last year. Roman's still champion, stuff like that. But it's like, yeah. like feels like a different time entirely. 
and that's yeah. a really that point too of like so the blood the ascension of the bloodline has really been a huge story this year as well. I mean, obviously it got a kick of energy with Sami Zayn being the un, you know the uh, unofficial Ooze. Uh, but then uh, honorary uh, Ooze, how dare oh, you? That's right. Sorry, sorry, honorary. Um, uh, and then the call up of Solo Soko- uh, Sokoa to the team, giving them that muscle. It's it, with Paul, and then when Paul Heyman Solo has been doing debuted like at two point like in twenty twenty one, and then now is like a super integral part of that whole thing. It's if it's I had to make crazy. A, if you had to kind of think, and we can get to this later when we after we recap kind of some of the year, but if if we were to make any sort of twenty twenty three predictions, I got to say like you would got to think that Sokoa is going to be a breakout star. Uh, in like the main roster, because yeah, the, so the the bloodline is just building to some sort of like very, uh, you know, impactful sort of like collision or or implosion, and I think he's going to come we, out of that. I mean, as we so record strong. this, like the day that we record this is thirtieth uh, of December, and I mean, there's a big bloodline match of Roman and Sammy versus Kevin Owens and John Cena, who's having his <laughs> first match of. 2022 on December 30th, and mm-hmm. he keeps his streak alive of having a match um, every year since he debuted. That's 20 it's years so now. fun. What if it's just 21 years straight? Yeah, 21 years straight. The streak lives. That's and it's fun that it's wild. gonna be him and Kevin tag teaming together. There's just so much history and like nuance in this match. Like everything we've been saying since Triple H really took over the the booking there is like, it's just, everything feels so much more rewarding for having watched th- to this point. Cause it's not just like, Oh, John Cena and Kevin Owens versus Sammy and, and Roman, which just on its surface, if you knew nothing would be a fun match, but there's so much history between everyone in that match. Everyone. That it's like, and it's just like, it just makes it so much more exciting to watch, but not tr- another random moment that happened in 2022, by the way, I don't remember Dolph Ziggler was NXT champion. That's right. No, my brain threw that out. My brain I, threw I, that I, out. So had mine. <laughs> I just, just, I just want to toss like another little like nugget out there for y'all. In my, um, in my brain, Braun Breaker's been it the whole time. But then you say that, I'm like, yes. oh, f- he, no, he's a two-time NXT champion. He's like, he exactly. lost it for like a month. Oh my it's god! Insane. Yeah. The NXT has been through the fucking washer and dryer this year, but. Uh, and coming I'm, out I, I, on, a, on a good end of it, but I mean, we can get into a exactly. little bit more organized chat instead of just uh, just randomly. Like, right, Remember just like, this? And then this happened, and then this happened. But so, it really know, that, like that match tonight. No, I'm really stoked for about that match is Owen Steen, Kevin's son. Oh. So cool. Owen Owens. Owen Owens. That's yeah. Owen Owens. <laughs> yeah, because his favorite wrestler was John Cena, right? So, and his mm. dad got to debut on the roster fighting John Cena. Now getting now they get to be tag team partners. Wow. And Owen, also, Owen's got to be like to... getting towards like 18 or something by now. Jesus. He's also very tall. Jesus. He's taller than Kevin. He'll be a little, maybe he'll be a little Westlow. So we've, yeah, we talked about the, the Vince McMahon's. I mean, we, it, this is all, and that's like, there's going to be a lot coming in the next year out, probably about the investigations. There's going to be, potentially documentaries being released and things but yeah we didn't we haven't really yet touched on the AEW side of this year which also had 
a main event story take place that has somehow dominated the Vince McMahon story, other than like I think Wheels of Investigation move slow, and and yeah. everything. But what should have been this resurgence of like the summer of CM Punk, uh, just went a fiery shit show that almost ripped the entire company apart. Yeah, it he gets really, the belt. Like, he gets the belt off Moxley. It's like he had like kind of going before. It's like CM Punk was like he really was doing good business for them. Mm-hmm. Whatever you whatever you think of CM Punk, like he was doing good business for AEW still. Um, his feud with MJF was a good one. He had that, that the dog collar match is a, like a one that everybody's probably putting on their list. Um, it mm-hmm. had. It was bloody. It was a uh, good. Like I had that story with Wardlow intertwined with it, so you kind of got some, uh, some layers to it. You had Punk coming out with his old Ring of Honor gear in the AFI song. Um, you kind of really had some cool stuff in there. Um, and so he really was doing good business. He got injured, um, after winning the title, so he was gone. So he missed like Forbidden Door and all that, and then he comes back and. And his big pay-per-view comeback, like, the world, like, around them just kind of falls apart. And I think it's something that had been bubbling for, obviously, for a while since his feud with Hangman. Um, and I know there was always those little little jabs they threw at each other, like when Punk came back and called him out. And he's like, that's not cowboy shit, that's coward shit. Or when right. um, he hurt Punk's feelings and went into business for himself or, like pretty much doing the promo that everybody else had saying that nobody wants him here, that he's a cancer to the locker room. Cause Eddie Kingston also said that MJF also said that like everybody kind of was talking about that and how he like thinks he's like a voice, of the voiceless, but then goes and does certain things. And that's where he's like, Hey, wait a second. You're being mean to me. Um, mm-hmm. And so then he went and did his shit and they both went into business for themselves. And yeah, it was just insane. Um, looking back at that- it, I've watched that. Um, media scrum media. a few times honestly that media scrum is one of those surreal kind of things that like i remember watching it not in real time but the next morning before all the real news broke about it and just like being like oh this seems really strange like this like you know and then you i heard it and you hear about the fight afterwards but honestly it all started because like all the audio is all pitched down it's like you're just watching this weird fucking video of CM Punk just talking shit on his whole company and then Tony Khan just sitting there smiling like, <laughs> okay, awesome. Uh, and I, I, then... One of my favorite things is watching Tony Khan's reaction because he'll be there like <laughs> drinking water and be like, uh-oh. Or he'll like, Punk will say something, you see him like, ah, oh, shit. He's you got see, a like, loose bag trying... of spin drifts. <laughs> CM Punk. <laughs> and then can, I have, can I have a couple of those? Yeah, that was funny. just like fucking hmm. mowing down a muffin. And then, yeah, this massive fight breaks out backstage between him and the other founders of the company. And, and then there's this... who uh, allegedly to him couldn't even manage a target. Yeah, dogs were in trouble. People were bit. Uh, yeah, it, it just a, a, a big fight happens. And all of a sudden, for the next like three months, it's just like, who's Tony Khan going to pick? CM Punk or the Elite? What's going to happen? You know, we now know he's done the also, right call. But yeah, Punk gave one of my my favorite now insults to anybody. Empty headed dumb fuck. They called Hangman what? Page. The man <sighs> might lack some some, you know, empathy 
for uh, fellow humans, but he does not lack, uh, you know, the ability to say some good shit. Everyone, he, yeah. he, there's no lack of ability to talk. Yeah, he's <laughs> seriously never been one to, to not be able to talk. He he can definitely fucking spit a few lines. But yeah, that I mean, I feel like the Vince McMahon stuff. I mean, I feel like more is going to come out of that. We can dive into that. But I feel like just the story of, and I think it really did kind of crack that um that, sh- that kind of like little magic shell if you will of uh what aw was always like all friends wrestling nobody's mad here mm-hmm. like everything's good everybody loves it because then like we kind of had stuff like with um thunder rosa and Britt baker start coming out and then there's a lot of unrest right um people wanting to leave like andrade like wanting Sammy to leave Gamara the Sammy Guevara stuff more so. And it was like stuff like with him and Eddie Kingston, him and Andrade. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was just like, it just kind of like kind of broke that foundation or that, that veil of being like, Oh, everybody's happy over there. That's the good place to work. It didn't and necessarily, then, I was going to say, go ahead. Oh, well, I was say, well, and, and encompassing all of that, you have this work shoot with MJF and Tony Khan going on where before all this news is breaking, you have this kind of angle they're leaning into where MJF is saying, this is a bad place to work. Working for you sucks. Mm-hmm. You suck as a boss. And then life starts you're imitating fucking, the promo. You're a fucking money mark. <laughs> and, and then Tony Khan does nothing to dispel that to make it feel like it's kayfabe. It, like, and then it starts to become reality. So like you were saying, there's like the cracks are breaking and then there's this other looming thing of like, and they're kind of making an angle out of it. And it as captivating as it is, it's like the whole time watching all that, I was just like, man, there's, it got us, it's got to suck working for AEW right now. Mm-hmm. That was and, supposed to be the promised land. Cause they also had like Ethan page cut like the same promo. They had a lot of people kind of cutting the same promos. Like well, I'm underutilized. What am I doing? Yeah, you know what I mean, and, like, and, it, and it's like it rings too true to be fun. Like same with like MJF. MJF is AEW champion right now. I keep forgetting about that because his story was so underserved because of the fact that the real version of it happened right as it was hitting that you know what should have been a good peak for him, him coming mm-hmm. back and doing that whole thing, um, which I don't think was done super well. I thought it was kind of corny, but. Um, you know, but I think it was effective enough that it should have been better than that. But then, literally, a couple hours later, real life version of it starts happening, and you don't care about the the, the storyline version of it, right? <laughs> it just now makes it a matter of fact that, like, yeah, exactly. So AEW just like it just it's been it is fascinating to watch, and it's I, going back to that media scrum. It's like um. Oh fuck! What's that word? Schadenfreude. Been hearing that over the last few years of like mm-hmm. taking pleasure in the, in the discomfort of others. It there was something very satisfying of watching CM Punk attempt, meaningfully or not, to burn AEW to the ground, and Tony Khan just kind of have to sit there and take it and not know what to do because it really did speak volumes of like this guy doesn't. Does in this moment it seems it does feel like he's too wrapped up in having his best. His, his the wrestler that he loves it really is like a kid who got all their action figures to come to life but now he doesn't know how to book a fucking show with it you know it's like it, it, there was something satisfying with that because it, it is like it 
everyone they had such high hopes for AEW. I mean, and they're still, you know, they can still turn the ship around, but it's like, and it's not like they're fucking like dead or anything. No. Like they, I think, I think now they've realized, especially, um, that they are a hard number two. Like <laughs> numbers wise, I don't mean like a hard shit. Like a number two in the. In the I know what picture. you meant, but it's your mind off number two. Gutter. I love a good firm a little, one. I'd rather have a little softer than a little too hard. Interesting. It depends on how how close, like close to normal you are. Let's say the like the further away from normal, the the less I want soft. That's true. That's, That's true. true. No, no, like your tummy's fine. It's just like I'd rather have it just maybe a little goopier than like you're getting a big firm poop <laughs> that doesn't want to come out. I I mean I would agree on the two spectrums. Yes, I don't. I want one that wants to come out. Yeah. Speaking uh, of someone um, who has, <laughs> you know, sorry, TMI, but long COVID diarrhea, um, I'd rather, I, I, I yearn for harder poops. That's yeah, fair. exactly. Exactly. But sometimes I, it's the I, grass I, is, sometimes the grass is greener, Zach. All right. Think about the constipated. The <laughs> Constipation yeah, awareness. One, uh, black uh, Whopper burger that they have with the black bun. Oh my God. Their poop became oh, very green. Um, I learned from experience. Um, I love that we have that. That is the that's a great, real concise off the rails. We just went. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But But they are a hard number two. WWE. I think they kind of realize that now. And like they were trying really hard, but it's like you can't deny it. Like this last week, Monday Night Raw did a clip show that got like 1.1 million average for a three hour clip show that they literally it's like they essentially did a rerun like that's exactly what it is it's a rerun they're like we don't care if you watch this here it is because we have to fill three hours in this time slot have fun and they still got 1.1 million viewers on that and it's like the fact that they were able to do that on a clip show and AEW goes under 900,000 viewers. And again, not like diving because like ratings talk doesn't necessarily fucking matter for us. We are not invested in anything with this. But it is a resource to kind of see how things are running. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think that just kind of shows it's like there's a clear one and two. Like no matter like in ring work storyline wise, when you look at who eyes on the product, one of them's one, one of them's two. Good, I think good clear number one because you've been drinking a lot of water. Exactly. exactly. Well good hydrated. Clear, well hydrated number one and a firm number two. Not too hard, but a firm. Yeah. Um, and exactly. I think that them kind of coming to terms with that is probably going to be the best thing that they could ever do. And then just the, working their product, make... The product's good right now. Like, I I watched Dynamite this week. Um, I didn't watch all of it, but I watched over half of it and like the false count anywhere tag team match was fucking awesome like the stuff yeah. that like and there's other good stuff going on too like you know i wish just... they would do what they what they initially said and it's like we're gonna you know we're gonna focus on us do that because when they just focus on just being the best at what they do that's when like to me it's the most compelling that is when they are firing on all cylinders. Like they're doing the best of seven series with like the um the elite and the death triangle. 
Like, great. Like, don't have to do anything stupid. Not getting to wink, wink, nudge, nudge, peek behind the mm-hmm. curtain. I it's was like, sure no. this match was going to be so many CM Punk references, and there weren't because, you know, it started backstage in a brawl. And if there were mm. any, they weren't so glaring that I, I even noticed them. Like, I was just uh, paying attention to the match. Like, and I even before the match started, I was watching it with my, my parents during dinner, which is always fun experience. My, I, I cannot convince my parents to care about wrestling, but they at least, you know, are cool with me putting it on when it's on. Yeah. Um, and stuff. And like, and try, they try to, but like, it's an uphill battle. To be, it's the to most you can wrestling. ask of a parent is to just let it, just to endure it and, so I can watch it kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I even said before to them, like, oh, this is going to probably have some references to this, like, real-life fight and stuff. Kind of explained it. And I was like, oh, they didn't really do that. Like, props to them that, like, you know, they they did do those references. Kenny did those references in that one match and stuff. Like, right. To me, like, that one's, like, excusable because they were in Chicago. They were getting booed. Like, like, to me, like, there's times when doing a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge stuff. It's cool and it's fine, and when especially when it's subtle, like the DX reunion when Corey Graves said they're talking about like oh like we seem to be missing Billy Gunn. It's like oh yeah he's he's uh right now currently occupied with office equipment like scissors like haha like they're like uh, okay we know yeah. where he is but like they didn't bury him they just like oh he's kind of doing this other thing and it's kind of like a little like it's a little nudge to you. I like on commentary. Like they're that. just like, "Oh, you mean the worst, one of the worst King of the Ring winners ever, Billy Gunn? Yeah, that's why we didn't invite him back. It's almost as bad as Viscera, <laughs> <laughs> Billy Bitch Cakes. <laughs> yeah, you know, so most I, wandered I like... talent ever. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. It's like when like when AEW does like little jabs like that too. Again, like there's ones that are fun. It's like ah, it's like if you're in the know, that's a cool one. But they're not just putting it blatantly out like an AEW would be. Like, oh, it's no, not like the bad creative from the other place. It's like, first off, you're telling me what I'm watching. Like, you just broke all suspension of disbelief. And then it's just like, oh, no, it's not like the other one. But it's like, that stuff to me is like, come on. Like, don't do that. Like, have it be fun. Have it be, mm-hmm. have it be. Make your own story. Know. Yeah, give us, make, focus on your stories. Like, mm-hmm. is it the stuff, they do. Like, cause it was, it's great. It's, it's the, the same. The, Matt, sorry. Oh no, I was just saying because I think wasn't it Dynamite this week that they had Danielson and Ethan Page? Yeah, yeah. And it's like these are good matchups. Like this is like there are, and I don't, I'm not, you know, I I haven't been keeping as up on AEW lately, but like that's what they really do have is like a once in a generation roster and really talented like younger talent that can really learn from them. And so, like, seeing stuff like that is, like, that's what I like seeing out of you is where you know you have great, like, wrestlers with great ability, and you know how to pair them up to, to you know, feed them competition that, that will help them both look good. And so, like, it's, it's just, and you just focus on who you have in your roster and not, I, maybe it was, like, the, what do you think it was, like, the Wednesday Night Wars that really just kicked off this whole, like, we gotta, sh- we gotta shit talk them. And then even though they, they kind of t- technically won that, I think maybe that kind of that inflated a couple egos that really didn't need to. Because I mean, I, I know, I know, like, like, like when fucking Hunter was like, "Your little piss ain't company," like stuff like that. It's like, come on, dude, come on, yeah. brother. Mm. That was but, him yeah. losing his composure for a second. Like, mm-hmm. it's not his norm. It's not his normal. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Um, you know, like, I mean, just WCW comparison with AEW is endless. And it even goes to this. Like, you look at, like, worst thing happened to WCW was them winning for as long as they did. Because mm-hmm. they just bought into their own shit too much. And, mm-hmm. you know, they jumped the shark, basically. And with AEW, worst thing that happened to them was them winning the Wednesday Night Wars. Um, because, like, you know, I, I, it's, I don't even remember what, you know, this is originally from, but the whole line of, like, you know, someone, like, tries to get revenge on, like, some villain that, like, caused them great harm as, like, a child or whatever, and they're like, I don't even mm-hmm. rem- know who you are. Like, you know, to you, that was the most important moment of your life. To me, that was fucking Tuesday. Like yes. that is M Bison from Street Fighter when he's talking to Chun Li. <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> Raul Julia is the only good part of that movie, and he is so yeah. good. His acting His is great. And then role, too, by the way, <laughs> died it was, he, that year. He did it for his kids because they loved the game and they wanted him to do it. And then they have this as a other aside. Jean Claude Van Damme is like Colonel Guile, the American is Jean Claude mm-hmm. Van Damme. Van Damme. <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm from the Iowa. <laughs> I love the cheeseburgers and the freedom fries. No one wants to round house with me. But I will say I love yeah. that movie because I used to watch it as a kid. And and Bison is so good. And like when yeah, it's like for you this was the biggest moment of your life. For me, it was Tuesday. Yeah, because like AEW, if they didn't win, you know they could have died. NXT, like, yeah. NXT doesn't need to make money. That's the thing, like, NXT no. NXT can be operating at a loss because everything else in that company isn't. So, like, right. merch, you know, WWE's merch pays for NXT to lose money. Um, and, like, and you look at, like, even the things that, like, were the downfall of WCW was, like, the fucking Russo shit. And, like, look at, like, it, which... The like jabs that AEW does sometimes, a little Russo ish, where it's like, man, this is a little too inside. Like, this yeah. is like, I get it. It's kind of, it'd be a funny tweet for someone to make. I don't want to see it on the show because, like, then how do you Quit trust me out of the fucking show? Quit pulling me out of it. Like, I want to, it's wa- like I, when I you're uh... have that suspension of disbelief. And sometimes, like, when they have those little fourth wall Deadpool moments of like, you know what's up here right it's like hey thank you for respecting me like i know like we're all into this and like you give me a little wink like when they're shoving it in your face and like eat the shit exactly it really does remind me of like when you when you're at like a party and there's someone who's just like too fucked up but they think they're like running the room you know like they've got everyone like stuff but they're kind of just bringing the energy down that's what Mm -hmm. happens when like these companies really start buying into their own shit like you start feeling untouchable but you just start fucking making everyone uncomfortable. One of my favorite things about the media scrum um, is that after everything had happened with Punk, and then um, Tony goes on like a tirade about how like how he had met Steph and Triple H and how they were nice to him and how he thought they'd like you know when Triple H came into power that they'd probably be able to work together a bit more and have a better relationship. And he was talking about some of the things that had happened. He's like, I don't have to take this fucking shit. I get so mad. It's like, dude, like, worry about your own house first. Yeah, and like, when, right. when he you does want... like shit, it's good. Stop worrying about everybody else. Stop worrying about people being mean to you. 
And like, right. Hunter might have considered it if you didn't act like that. You know, like the la- you know, the easiest way to like get someone to not work with you is act desperate to work with them. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's how Tony felt. It felt like desperate, like to earn that like respect or something somehow, which like so, like he should be looking at it going like if asked that question, he should say like Oh, you know, of course I'd be open to looking at it if it was in say like if it was right situation for us and everything like that. Like act say the real answer that like a business should say. Like the right. every time should... Triple H is asked about shit like that, he's like, you know, if it makes sense for both of us, we're always open to talk. Like we'll always have a conversation. We're always mm-hmm. open for business. It just has to make sense for us, it has to make sense for them. Yeah. Like sure. I wouldn't like if Yeah. If AEW, like, had earned that respect and shit, like, I could see a situation, like, something for Jericho. Like, if it was some kind of anniversary for Jericho or Jericho eventually retires or something, I could see Triple H sending in one of those video things. Straight up. Like, if if AEW had earned that level of, like, they're not going to fuck us by me giving them this content. Mm -hmm. Like, as it is right now, and I think Tony's doing... Like some, you know, the right steps right now to like kind of yes. take a step back, like not be up in everyone's face all the time. He still says some stupid shit, but he's always going to. He's Tony Khan. Um, like, but still, like he, if they didn't do that, like if it wasn't like right now, like it, Triple H would never do that because he'd go, I don't trust Tony to then not say something stupid like about me or about like how this all went down in the you know the in an interview later so just like being chill for once right yeah. and like yeah. i will say that like i um like, i appreciate like even kenny like coming out and be like hey can we just get past this shit and like focus on that i love that stuff like the bucks haven't really talked about it even like on being the elite like, to me that's cool like about like Another dirty logic. So you know what? Let's let's just fucking focus on the good stuff. Fucking go out there and yeah, you know. Right. And let's yeah, exactly. Take and respect from them. Um, and like I think that AEW as a company, there's gonna be and like this is kind of their first real as like they're they're gonna be fucking fine. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna continue to produce awesome matches, and everybody's gonna have stinkers. Everybody's gonna have stories you don't like. Not everybody's gonna like the same thing. We're not just here trying to bash AEW. I watch it weekly. I I watch AEW every week mm-hmm. um, because, like, I feel in ring they have us a lot of really cool things, and yeah, it, it, I, it's enjoyable. But I don't think, I it's think bad also as a, as a fan, I don't think it's bad as a fan to hold them to a high standard, though, too, because like there really are, and even though things in WWE are getting better with Triple H and and Stephanie McMahon kind of at the helm, it's like. There still is room and a necessity for an alternative that shines mm-hmm. a light on on other types of wrestling and stuff. And so it's like there's mm-hmm. still a potential, of course, for them to be such an impactful, big wrestling company. And we haven't we kind of touched on it a little bit, but even with the um, ownership of of Ring of Honor under their belt, there is a lot of opportunity to like showcase so much young, unsigned talent. Uh, and get them good paydays and shit. But they, like I say they mm-hmm. they they have to figure out how to keep their yard clean and not keep egging the fucking neighbor's house. Their, mm-hmm. their yard their yard's never gonna be clean, but they shouldn't be calling the HOA because you didn't mow your lawn. You know what I'm yeah. saying? 
Yeah. Shouldn't mm-hmm. be complaining about that. And just like, hey, like you're gonna have these bumps. You're gonna have times where personalities backstage are gonna clash. You're gonna have people with big egos because that will happen in something like this, where there's a clear hierarchy, and it's something that is like a performance base and the and shit like that. So that is fine. Like mm-hmm. honestly, like it's it's gonna happen any place. Like there's fights in WWE. I mean, look what happened to fucking Vince. Like shit will happen in places. You don't have to like wait like you don't have to point everything out because if you when they focus on doing what they do best that show dynamites can't miss like you mm-hmm. can't miss it and that's what they should be focusing on because that's when it's cool that's when you get those big pay-per-views where at the end of it you're like god damn that may have been six hours but fuck what a ride like what matches like yeah stuff like that to me is what they should work on and the more that they do happier i am with their product and the happier i am like to spend you know a couple hours on Wednesday or an hour on Friday, uh, to actually pay money for a pay per view. Like fuck yeah, let's go. It's good. Yeah, I will sing the praises of it. Like yeah. Ring of Honor stuff. I've been very. Like, it's been so fucking. It, it throws off the whole dynamic of dynamite and shit. Um, or rampage. Like it's like oh here's Ring of Honor. Um, yeah, it's like a oh, okay. different world, but it's like I was so stoked. Like at the end of like that dog double dog collar fucking tag match. The Briscoes and FTR. It's like when well, shit's good. Like I am so fucking in. Like let's go. Mm. Be good. We yeah. were we were at the first show, Matt. We we were there. We were we were uh, ahead of the ahead of the curve. I was at all in. I was at the proof of concept. <laughs> That's right. I, I I want I want to be I want to be all in on this. Give me mm-hmm. give me more reason to just love wrestling like this genre of entertainment. I don't care about if it's from this place or that place. Like, Certain things about certain ways that each of them do things, I enjoy more on each on either one. There's mm-hmm. ones that I feel I have more connection with certain characters um, than on other ones. Like on NXT right now, like it's such a weird watch because like I don't really care about mm-hmm. most of the people there, and that Damn. used to be my favorite show. But I know the like, product cool, is good, but it's like mm, I just I'm I don't not care. invested. <laughs> exactly, yeah. it's like I don't like that used to be my favorite fucking show. Was NXT that Def- was the definitely, best. and it's like now I don't like it's like I'm not necessarily invested in a lot of these people, so I don't care. Um, mm-hmm. and so like, yeah, I, I I have room in my brain for being invested in multiple wrestling companies and things. Like I want New Japan to really get back up to what they were doing. Um, mm. but the big thing is like I just have to feel like that investment with a lot of things, and like I know like there's a billion other companies and. Like um, Impact is still steadily doing yeah. real good shit. Like they they're hard to watch because like they're constantly they're consistently doing good shit and then consistently doing stuff that I just will never care about. Like ever, ever, ever. Like and yeah, sometimes that stuff takes up too much of their programming. Yeah, I don't need to watch a Moose or Sammy Callahan. Mm-hmm. No, right? Seriously, yeah. and like there's like all these indie promotions that are gonna be doing cool stuff or different promotions other than like New Japan in, in Japan and all like AAA, CMLO. There's so many fucking things, um, and I understand that. Um, I know Leo well, Del Velkingo is AAA champion right now. That's fucking rad because he's incredible. He's insane. Like that's gonna be, probably be the breakout guy of 2023. Um. <laughs> It's one of those things, though. It's like I just I need to feel like certain things on them in certain ways, like with characters, not just moves or different things. It takes me a while to get super invested. Where a lot of the guys that are on top now, 
I like when I was in that super open phase, I'm like, I'm just watching anything I can find on XWT. Yeah. Um, it's like, I, those are the guys I got into, like the Bucks and like Kevin and Sammy and all these guys. And oh, I don't know. Like, there's still room though. You can like multiple companies, people. It's a thing. And Tony Khan can make, like, you know, like all of this. It sounds super like middle managey, but it's like all of this really could be like a big learning opportunity. Like it's definitely okay to fuck up. And then if you show people that you've learned from it and that like, okay, yeah, maybe I let my ego get a little ahead of the actual programming and the people that I employ and you use that as a way to like recalibrate and, and stuff like that. It just adds to like, a you know, your, your, your store, your success story, but you do, you know, you just have to learn from it. And so it's like, I, I, there's, there's like a line of, I, you know, I'm guilty of it too, of just like, if I don't like something in wrestling, I'm like, this is all shit and stuff. But it's really, it's like, there's still like, you know, there's still, like I said, plenty of room for, for all these companies to succeed and, and to do great things. Um, and with just how fucking much everything got shaken up this love, year. I would love like to have like AWB. Like fucking just killing it, running on all cylinders. WWE killing it, running on all cylinders. Then everything like is just good. And like if they both just focused on their houses and just like really made the best product mm-hmm. that both of them can, how fucking sick that would be! That'd be so fucking cool. Like like, and it would not. Want- it would raise the tide of everything. Like we even uh, at the next um, prestige show. Um, I don't know if it's going to be in Oregon, but at the next prestige show, they have. Max Caster on there, who I'm I'm give or take about, but it's like that's a huge name. Like the, there's so many names that I, one of the things I like that AEW does is they let their talent, you know, I, I'm sure they I know they have restrictions, but they do let them work independent dates, and oh. it's really helping a lot of independent promotions, which is what I fell in love with this year. Like I've never been more into Alex Shelley in my life. Uh, Speedball Mike Bailey, it, I got introduced to it, this year, and uh, he had a fucking both of them aren't year. they fucking great. I've been loving watching independent wrestling and a lot of these people coming from AEW or like when ring of honor hopefully lands on its feet in 2023. Um, and, and these wrestlers can work these other promotions. It'll shine a light on, you know, your, you know, yeah, your Nick Wayne's or your, your Mike Bailey's or like just a a ton of people. Oh, uh, Oh, fucking, I'm going to mess up. Is it Kevin Blackwood? Is that his name? Yeah. I'm loving Kevin Black. Yeah, I'm loving Kevin Blackwood too. It's like, and like I the Davy Richards resurgence, like the big right? resurgence Dude, of like Davy Richards and shit. The like prestige that show awesome. that we went to watching Malachi Black and Davy Richards together. That's the that that got me into Davy Richards, and it's because a name like Malachi Black was there. Like I would have gone to the show either way, but it was like, you know, it really does help rise the you know the rising tide floats all boats or whatever they say yeah and i would like i said i would just love to have like all of them hitting on all cylinders and like if if my week is literally like i'm like fuck like monday tuesday wednesday and friday i'm watching wrestling all night that's fine with me football's over like here in the next yeah. couple months i got time like, totally. the mariners don't, aren't, aren't gonna be breaking my heart again until next year <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah exactly. and the Lakers are already shitty, so I got time. I don't watch TV. Oh, hell yeah, those are dope. Oh, Zach's got sick fucking Seattle Mariner earrings. Oh, Zach, you're muted also, by the way. You can feel free to stay there. We got this. Isai and I got this. Yeah. 
Um, so okay, I mean, we we went over the like, kind of very <laughs> weird Tony Tony Khan thing that just kind of ended up like let's everybody have some really good times and work on just themselves and wrestling wise. Like, yeah, I think self care. That's what that's what wrestling needs is like all around, not only performers but the companies. Just some self care. Worry about themselves. Maybe get you know a mm-hmm. nice bubble bath, a proverbial bubble bubble bath. Yeah, exactly. I mean? Exactly. Let yourself take a little moment to reset, to gain some perspective, and move forward. Also, fans, you too. Fans of you too? Also, you too, fans. The, the fans also as well. Just take this moment, this new year, to recalibrate, reset. Like, Don't go in there so angry about XYZ. Let's have some fun. Like, the discourse around just Dragon Lee signing was exhausting. Why is he so fucking stupid going to the WWE, going to the... It's like, okay, who cares? First off, he's going to be making good money. Second off, it's where he wanted to go. Yeah, if like, he... What, okay. what has Roosh done in AEW? Exactly. And that's his brother. It's like, let's... If that's where he wants to go, that's fine. And hopefully he gets a good shot. There's a new regime there. There's renewed... They have a renewed focus on Latin American markets that they actually had from, like, their... Like EVP of like talent and strategy, um, cool. Like let's as fans, myself included. I'm not saying I'm better than anybody. Sometimes I get mad at certain things, or I'm like, oh my god, this is the shit. Um, 23. Let's make this a non-toxic IWC year. Let's have some fun. Let's <laughs> right. talk about the good stuff. Yeah, we can clown on bad stuff. Yeah, we can be critical. It's not saying anything like that. It's like maybe don't be as tribal. Maybe like if somebody yeah. signs. Don't be like, oh, that's fucking stupid. Just be like, cool. Another person gets a job. Like another person because... gets the, the opportunity to shine their craft. Or like the mm-hmm. I this one made me fucking kind of sick was everybody posted a thing about Brody Lee, Luke Harper, um everyone to call him it's like whatever yeah. you know is your introduction or like where you really remember him as. And like there's like a couple fans like yeah, they don't even really care. It's Brody. It's not Luke Harper. It's like there's a ton of people that know him as Luke Harper that like want to like that's how they remember him. That's fine. Let his memory live on. This isn't about us versus yeah. them because yeah. we're not employed by any of them. This is wrestling fans being talking about wrestling. It's cool to be critical. It's cool to make jokes and clown on it. That's half of like who I am as a person. Um, let's just have some fun and not like yeah, I like talking shit. Either. Yeah, but at, you know, at the end of the day. Exactly. Like, there's especially like the discourse online of like how critical, yeah, people are of um, like you know wrestlers and stuff. It's like, man, it's you know they have mental health issues too. Like you guys, it's just like they're putting they're entertainers putting on a show, and it's like one thing. It's like it's a family friendly show. Like, you know what I mean? Like you sound fucking dumb when you're like so elitist about uh, a specific like signing or a specific move. Like again, it's fun to talk shit, but at the end of the day, it's a family show. Like kids watch this shit. Like mm. you, it's, it's fine. It's fine. If, if you don't like everything that happens, I promise you it's fine. I, I, I like even kind of had that moment within myself a little bit. Like I was watching raw recently, like again with my parents, like, um and like something came on that was like it was pretty stupid i don't even remember what segment it was or whatever like it was just like it, it was, like probably some Miz shit about having big balls like or whatever <laughs> yeah and yeah. like i even kind of said to him i was like 
it's like i was like yeah you know wrestling like it's a show that's catered like it's a really unique show that it's like catering to such a wide audience all at the same time that like gotta just like accept what's for you what's not like Mm -hmm. there is so much wrestling out there like that if you don't like something like probably like the next segment like then you know if you're watching monday night raw it's like oh the next segment's probably going to be some banger match lately you know like totally yeah out there for 20 minutes and it'll be (laughs) great It'll be Chad Gable versus someone else who has a legit background of some kind, and it'll be fucking awesome. Because that's that's what they've done on Raw a lot lately. Is just like, Chad, go have a good match with someone. Like he's he's this generation's uh-huh. Shelton Benjamin right now. Like, yeah, it's like like he's not at the top of the card by any means, but like gonna get you know the match that you really loved on TV this week from him. Like you got it's like we need to feel like twenty minutes, dude. Go out there and show why you're fucking here. And then he does mm-hmm. every time. And I think that's like a, another thing. It's almost kind of like with you know, music or really any other forms of entertainment. Like you're not like any cooler because you like the big like starry production and like that. Like it doesn't make you cooler or better on the other side of that coin. Like it doesn't make you cool that you like the wrestling that is in front of five people or whatever the small time or this underground thing. Like we are watching people fake fight that are oiled up and they're mm-hmm. in their underwear. And yeah, it, it's we're all a bunch of nerds, and maybe this exactly. big fighting in the underwear isn't for me. Maybe this one is, but maybe that one's for you. And it's like, hey, you can watch that one. You can watch that one. We're both going to be fulfilled with our entertainment needs, and we can come together and talk about this and be like, hey, why do you like that? And you can explain to me and be like, oh, sick. Okay, I get why you would get like that is your thing. But you know, it, I don't like death matches. Let's say I I like them sometimes. It all just depends. I have to be in the mood. Like Matt, I could see something mm-hmm. from like GCW, like or some like you know, like fucking um, I can't forget the the New York promotion, like No Holds Barred or whatever. Like, hey, yeah. I don't like this, but I know you're the death match. I check out this match with fucking like John Wayne Gacy or whatever, and like it's gonna be fucking <laughs> sick, and you're gonna love it. Yeah, exactly. It's like it, in any, I I can't think of any other like form of media where I like everything that's going on. It's like yeah, maybe the. If you're watching wrestling, maybe you're the Uncle Howdy shit's not doing it for you. But give it 10 minutes, you'll get the Bloodline segment that is going to fucking get you all pumped up. Like, you'll be fine. Yeah, it's um, like if you want, like, some hard-hitting stuff, like, oh, here's some really cool Jap- like stuff from Japan. Or it's like, you know what, you like the the goofy, like, like the goofy shit. Like, definitely watch the mid-segment. It's like you want to see, like, some crazy, like, dance routines, but then and also some fucking like wild wrestling it's like here's like tokyo joshi pro like there's so much different things that are out there let's have some fucking fun like i was thinking about like at the you know the prestige at the rosalind show like because i was you know had a couple friends there with me that wrestling fans um but we're like on board and game and stuff but like um obviously like that main event was my shit the the malachi black davy richards match was so so much my shit and i could tell that they were starting to like lose some attention as that match built because because it's a slow build like it's intentionally slow build and if you don't have that background in understanding wrestling like you know you won't catch all the little nuances that make it so good but like match the you know the tag team match the the bussy versus uh what's it Mm. called pax americana yeah um match 
was absolutely their shit like right before it because it's like a bigger spectacle and like and it is you know a little bit more like just like i like eye grabbing like you just like the stuff they're doing plus right. like just the characters in that match versus like like you know very serious shit at the end which like you know obviously like as wrestling fans like we love it when it's done well but like if you take a step away from it, you go that's goofy. Like, you know, yeah. Malachi's whole shit, like, he's dressing up like a spooky guy, but he's a guy who goes home and has, like, really cute cats and just hangs yeah, out with right? video a... games and kickboxes <laughs> exactly. in his garage. Like, um, <laughs> it's like, you know, you like you have to, like, be fine with separating that a little bit, like, and being aware of that. Like, and still buying in. Like, it's okay to know something isn't as cool as you I think it's cool. Like, you know, it, it's it's okay to understand that, like, I think, like, that's the coolest shit ever. I would never present it that way to someone who isn't on board with wrestling because they'll say why that's goofy to me. That'll make mm-hmm. me sad. You know, like, but if someone is on board to learn about it and you, like, and is one of those people that's, like, excited to hear you talk about what you're excited about, yeah, that's what I'll show them, like, Daniel Bryan, you know, at WrestleMania 31, you know, like they'll get it. But, you know, yeah. if someone do- isn't on board for wrestling, they'll go, okay, like, why is he doing that hand motion thing? Right. Like, you know, like, and just like, oh, he probably wouldn't actually win in a fight. Look how small he is. You're like, well, yeah, but that's why it's cool. Like, cause it's not real. Um, so, like, yeah, we can do so- whatever we want. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And going back to like what you were saying about like the discourse around people being upset with Dragon Lee signing, it's like the I I it's like what two weeks ago we got what Santos Escobar versus Ricochet in a match that it's like, oh, under this regime, like there's a there's a room to like for respected Lucha Libre wrestling. And like if Dragon Lee were to like join up with Legato del Fantasma, like it could just be such a fucking killer faction. That these same people complaining would love to watch. It's or just people like to. Own, they have enough people there. He could start his own one to fight against them and have like. <laughs> oh, that'd be sick too. Yeah, and it's like one of the things too. It's like, like people like complain. It's like, oh well, like what does LDF do and like Legato, blah blah blah. It's like you know, like the moment Triple H got into power, he brought him up to main roster. So they're making those main roster contracts now, and he's actually putting him on TV, getting him a shot. Is it like? versus hit row is that exactly what i want to watch not really i mean like mm-hmm. the oppor- they're getting opportunities now whereas like old regime they would definitely not be or they'd be like just like they're like they, like lucha house party too you know what i mean um I just, exactly yeah i just i just think instead of looking at things that you can just like well i don't like that like it's like let's look at the things that we do like and yeah and if it is something again it's not saying don't be critical don't criticize don't talk shit don't have fun it's like almost like kind of like why are you it's like is this to actually start like a cool discussion or be like hey this is something that bums me out like that's fine but if you're like i'm about to troll these fucking marks over there exactly these aw marks aren't gonna fucking hate this or these wb marks are gonna hate this and and that's just you're kind of being a dick right it's cool to like whatever you want and be critical like that's fine yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's room for both. Like talking shit is fun, but at the end of the day, know that what you're watching is a family show with it, you know, entertainers. Like it's so it, it, we don't need to take it actual like, like the person necessarily either. Yeah, Unless... like like Isa, you like I you don't you aren't on board for Danhausen. Like and I I absolutely am, but also I've never heard you be like 
that that man shouldn't have a job and his family should be like hungry. I hope, <laughs> yeah. I hope Donovan Danhaus or whatever his like real name is, like <laughs> I hope he fucking loses its car this week. That piece of shit. Because <laughs> like you know, then like he's playing, he's doing a character, he's doing a he plays a role like in that show, and like he's committed to it and seems like a good, fairly good dude at least. You know, friendship yeah. with CM yeah. Punk being a little bit of a yellow flag, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but it, hey, we're we're all marks to some for someone. Um, like, like I, CM Punk, if I, you're listening, I'd be your friend. I don't like. Well, you're blocked, so he's not going to hear that. But what I don't like. Shit? I don't like the scissor me daddy ass stuff at all. Yeah. But I I'm fine with it being huge. It's like all I'm, right, whatever. If I'm, if you like, I don't it, like you Max like Caster very much. But like honestly, like the acclaim stuff, like I'm I'm entertained by. I'm not mm-hmm. the biggest Max Caster, but he. He, he's like from the same schools, like the MJF, like the low hanging fruit type stuff. And he just said some things that maybe I wouldn't have brought up. But at the end of the day, like he's charismatic and it's wild seeing Billy Gunn be way more over than he was after he won the King of the Ring. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, like in like, with the acclaim too, like um, Anthony Bowen's like he may he, like I'm not even I'm not a fan of them really like of that of the whole group. Like it's just not. It doesn't click with me, whatever. Like, I appreciate that they're doing work and that it's for someone. But, like, for me, personally, like, I'm a fan of, like, Anthony Bowens as a person because he's, like, an out queer wrestler who, like, that's not a big deal. Like, even though, like, you'd look at their gimmick, you would think that Max Casters would be throwing jokes about that all the time. And if this was the Attitude Era, he absolutely would. And Anthony Bowens would just have to be, like, I, even if he's not comfortable about this, he'd just have to be yeah. like, this is this is my, you know, this is my meal ticket. I'm going to write, like, I don't, you know, especially as a black queer wrestler. Like, right now, it's like he kind of almost gets to have that respect of his personal life just being his fucking personal life. That's yeah. fucking wild and cool. Like, that he's doing that on a major show. And that um, I, I have mixed feelings about AEW, you know, the way that they, like, tout being diverse versus um actually having meaningful storylines for the dressers you know like Nyla being the constant like break glass in case of emergency sort of person but then like Nyla's like mid-2000s Kane Hmm. (laughs) which I think she would fucking love that comparison um it's like, like if you need somebody that's gonna come in there you know like what you're getting they have a solid defined character um, they will go in there, and they're kind of the uh, the X Files monster of the week, if you will. Right. Um, they do a, a fantastic job. They know every time that AEW calls Nyla's number, she's gonna go in there and she's giving it her all. Like, even with that weird, goofy storyline with with Jade Cargill, I I eventually started kind of, lo- kind of loving it though because, because it was like Nyla. Because Nyla again. She that's why she gets her number called all the time because whenever they need that, she's like, I got it, and I'm gonna give it a hundred percent. Yeah. I so but like um at the same time, like it is like nice that for like I'll give AEW those props is that it's not their gimmick unless they want it to be. So, Sunny Kiss's gimmick is, is what it is, um, because that's because Sunny wants that to be, you know, their gimmick. Yeah. Um that's fucking awesome um that you know uh she gets to do that like she gets to be a gender fluid wrestler on tv that it's not questioned and you know as a gender fluid person myself that's fucking awesome i wish they had more 
for her. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I wish Sonny was like got like time on TV because like Sonny Kiss joined the Trust Busters, right? And then just like they mm-hmm. disappeared from TV. Now the Trust Busters, didn't they just um fuck what who are they they just realigned with the, someone. Um well, well Parker like Swerve. went to uh, Parker went to Swerve, but like the rest of the Trust Busters are just geeks. Yeah, which is unfortunate because mm-hmm. Parker was kind of the thing that made them potentially not geeks. Like you could see them like yeah. um being like, Oh, he's a big scary dude, but um but yeah, yeah, like yeah, I forgot what even the start of that point was, but I think just in general it is like um yeah, 2023, let's let's stop with all the gatekeeping. Let's just open the gates and if you don't like something, pull out your phone and look at it until the thing you like comes on. Or or don't tune into that show like Again, if you're wanting something to be better, like that's fine. Like it's like you know, I really want, like for me, I, I want to be invested in some of the, like in NXT. It's like during 2.0, especially, it was very hard. And it's like I just wanted it to be better. And so yeah, there'd be times I'd be watching. I'd be like, this is so fucking stupid. And I'd totally. be like mad and just like talking shit to uh, my friend Jordan or yeah, friend of the show Jordan, um, and just stuff like that. Or like, oh, it's it's okay. We all been there, and it's. It's totally fine. Just focus more so on the things you really like instead of letting hate and discourse and all that consume you. It's okay to have differing opinions. It's okay to have um, discussions about it. Um, let's just keep it. Where mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we all want to watch cool wrestling that we enjoy with our friends. Yeah, for sure. So, of this year too. So obviously, we talked about the the big ones. Are there any other standout? kind of moments of 2022 i would say that for me the first one that comes to mind is logan paul i think he maybe was introduced in 2021 but i think the work he's done in wwe this year has transcended just wwe like you know i see other like youtube videos and stuff people like as much as he's like i i completely believe like a crypto fucking scammer uh when it comes to his dedication to wrestling like it's it was it's an impressive feat. Like I think in the world of wrestling in 2022, I was pretty blown away with that. Um, I thought it was just a, a joy to watch his match with Roman in Saudi Arabia, <laughs> which I cannot even imagine saying was, two years ago that I would like crazy. that in any capacity. Uh, it, was, it was it was crazy. such a good time. Yeah, yeah, it was incredibly a good time. It, it was very good. Like I we, I didn't make this comparison then. I just kind of thought of it now and. This, it's not at this level, but, like, it actually kind of reminds me of the 2016 AJ Roman matches, where it's, like, Logan had that same, like, the, like, athletic, you know, high-flying guy versus Roman dynamic that, like, brought it, brings out the best in Roman some kind. Of, and it's wild that that came from a fucking celebrity. Like, Dude, a, sl- yeah. a celebrity match. Yeah. yeah. Completely. Um, for me, like, I mean, I think, like, my biggest story of, like, of the year kind of for me like not those the bit actual biggest stories but just like amy zane is like my wrestler of the year right and it's the weirdest wrestler of the year i can think of because it's based on match with johnny knoxville <laughs> yeah that was fucking awesome like it is so entertaining that's actually a match that like almost like the or like the original like tlc tag team matches I don't actually think that's a good thing to show. It's like it would be tempting to show that to a non-wrestling fan. Like like oh you'll this is something you'll love. You'll get into wrestling through this. But because they're going to be a little disappointed 
on normal wrestling. Like it's gonna be harder to get them into normal wrestling. Yeah, um, if you show them that first, because like a total gimmick match. Yeah, because the, the they did the gimmick so well. Like mousetrap thing. Like obviously that the <laughs> bummer at the end. But it almost kind of fits. Like it almost. It's like this is a All silly, goofy, fun too. match. Like promos were fucking awesome. All the like non like wrestling like emotional work that Sammy and Johnny did like to make that match happen. Like, and then Sammy following that up with this bloodline shit. It's so good. He is working on like a different level right now. And you, you hear that from the wrestlers who being interviewed and stuff like within the company right now, pretty universally, they all mention the work Sammy's doing and how like, that is something that they all like, all make sure to, to catch every single week. Like if it's Sammy's segment, people are around the monitor. Like they want to see totally. what he says. They want to see what he does. And like, it's not just that it's goofy because he can be silly and funny. He had the, you know, the dance thing a couple of years with Logan Paul. Um, actually, he had, yeah. that, he had that segment, uh, this year with the bloodline where he's like, I don't think you're feeling very juicy. juicy. And then it just broke everybody roman can't even hold it in he just is standing there Roman's fucking like, oh, jimmy oh. fallon on snl <laughs> yeah dude. and and fifteen thousand so had to like, go to the yeah. fucking corner and just like cover his face like they just couldn't do it it's like he can do that he can go in there and have the matches uh then like the moment that he got the honorary Ooze shirt like the range of emotions that he had when they ripped his shirt off that sadness and then like <laughs> He was like a kid on Christmas when he got that shirt. Like the overwhelming joy. It's like the dude can just do it all. Like just he... no, it's really interesting, you know, because you know, best friend Kevin um is obviously a pretty big Owen Hart fan, but like Sami Zayn is kind of operating on Owen Hart esque level right now. Like he's mm. because like he's not the main guy, you know, obviously, but he's like right there. And he's the one that like you can kind of guarantee it's gonna like either have a fucking fantastic match or like do something that you just don't expect in a, a promo segment or something that's gonna make you laugh or like do whatever. And like it's fun, like it's just so good, like that he's working on that level right now. Like Sammy Zayn is kind of like feel. he's like, mm-hmm. you know, he's making it like he's gonna be a WWE Hall of Famer from this run, like for sure. Yeah, totally, totally. And the thing is, like. He still has, I think, in him that like NXT Sami Zayn baby face, like run prop still left in him somewhere. Like whenever this turns, if they do it right, like he could like propel himself into being an even bigger like baby face than he ever was on the main roster. Like even though he was kind of the time oh, yeah. of the endless baby face who never got the win, I think like he could have a good like see or like secondary world title run as a baby face potentially like after this and that's like incredible to see at a guy this this far into his career like and the excitement really, that really I hitting have, his stride totally and the excitement that's there over knowing who's in charge of creative knowing the capacity for long-term story telling that Triple H seems to know when it comes to booking. It also feels like where they're going is potentially just like such a legendary tag team run too with Sammy and and, and uh, Kevin. Mm-hmm. That like two guys who are in the back halves of their careers, like there's the potential is completely there to have a a Hall of Fame tag team 
run tag team like uh programs coming out of them over the next like little bit too it's just like everything is set up there for success and i completely agree this has got to be the year of Sami Zayn, and it's kind of a late entry like i forgot kind of about the johnny knoxville one but like the bloodline story really started in like what late september and uh and he's just been on he just hasn't missed yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like that thing. It's like for years you hear about how he's kind of obnoxious and quirky, and they just found the right lightning in a bottle moment for all of that to just make the perfect character and the perfect story. I love fucking Paul Heyman's reactions to um to Sammy. He's like, because like Paul Heyman is known to also be a little annoying, but his reaction's like, "This mother. What are you talking about? Everyone <laughs> loves me, especially all those models that I talk about on Instagram." They're all actually my friends. And then um, let's head over to AEW for like kind of like like at least uh, somebody like a, that you can consider superstar of the year or whatever. But fucking Moxley carried that wow. company anytime that they needed it, and which was for a majority of the year due to either injury <laughs> yeah. or the all out stuff. He just went in there and had the summer of Mox and put that company on his back and said, "We're fucking going forward. Get on," and like whatever you want to say about his matches and bleeding. Oh, say that. That's okay to have those opinions. But I got for, for my money, like that was the, that was the guy. That was yeah, the guy. The way, this that, year. the way that he handled the, the, the all out fallout was like him coming out and just, be, it felt so genuine of just being like, basically him just being like, I'm embarrassed. I should be on vacation right now, but we all know why I'm here, but I'm fucking here basically. And it was just that thing of like, Oh, you know, it's just, it, it sets such a tone of like not feeling like you are being jerked around by a company, but also inspired that, like, oh, yeah, there are people here who do want to show up and make this special. And he's at the top of that list. Mm -hmm. Because, like, he understands, like, he left a place that he no longer felt special about. Like, the magic of WWE had been, like, pretty forcibly ripped out of that man. You still hear him in interviews, like, occasionally, like, until, like, he does not have much like warm feelings towards that place, even though like I'm sure he can tell it's changed and shit, but I he's still like, yeah, but my it sucked for me. Like Yeah. You no. Know, um And that's but, fine. Like but yeah, then you throwing hot dogs. <laughs> so you but then you see like <laughs> the love he has for this other place. And like I bet like I bet like, you know, after all out like he probably like went like the drive home with him and Renee was probably like Renee was probably like, "Fuck, we're about I'm I'm gonna just buckle in and listen to this man rant about how mad he is at everyone right now." Because he, I'm sure he was pissed. Like the work he's put in, like to build this company, like because he was the name that like the company kind of was built on. You know, like he totally. was he stepped Lex, up. He was Lex Luger, but better. Like, you yeah. know, I mean, um, he rose to the occasion. Yeah. Sure. He, and you see, I'm sure he went home and was just like, what the fuck? Like, why what the fuck, Tony? What the fuck? You know, Bucks and Kenny and, and Phil, like, mm -hmm. fuck are you doing? You're going to ruin everything. And then probably like by the time they got home, he probably went, OK. It's out of my system. I'm going to work tomorrow. Like, and they did. They fucking did. So like, yeah, to me, I know I'm like, a new dad. I know I've been fucking. It's just like that thing of 
you he's there because he cares and like that's out of coming out of all out that's what we needed to see his fans to feel inspired to watch that show and he just it's just natural because like you said he he left somewhere that wasn't right for him anymore and like he carved a home into this fucking company it's, it's kind of just... like you saw it like in 2020 during the pandemic like when went to empty arena shit you saw the wrestlers who were like adapting what they're doing and like they were going out there and like i'm going to entertain people and i'm going to make this product you know this weird fucking terrible product right now like work in some way it was like is bailey it was oscar it was it was sammy back then too and the conspiracy theorist stuff like you saw it in them and you, and you went okay like um I'm going to I'm going to like put up that next that next level. This is going to be a shitty shitty time where there's going to be a lot of people angry um in this yeah. company and outside of this company. I'm going to do my best to just pres- like put forth a good product that you can just watch and enjoy and like get some stability back and like so like totally. yeah, he's definitely like he's right there like work he's put in this year and in that aew realm as much as not all of it was for me i do feel like it's worth acknowledging that jericho has probably had one of the better years of his career this year too yeah like he he's been pretty much non-stop and then like hearing about how he also kind of stepped into this like locker room leader i mean not that he wasn't already there but like post all out the shakiness like him and Brian Danielson and Moxley seeming like really taking the the helm of being like, all right, you know, we're going to have to step up. There needs to be adults in the room. And, um, and I think it's just like really impressive to hear that he stepped into that as well. Cause he could, he's very much like somebody who's quote unquote earned, like Jericho has earned that spot quote unquote of being like, I'll do my match and I I'm in the private car and I'm out, you know, like I'm, I show up when it's my match, I leave when it's done. But it seems like he has a vested interest in in you know seeing this uh company succeed too. So even though all of his angles weren't for me this year, I think Jericho's had just like a fucking standout year as far as his career goes, which is just so impressive. Like yeah. the way that he's able to continuously keep going, love him or hate the work he does. It it's an impressive man for sure. I, I thought but, of this when I went to the bathroom. Um and I think this is what they need they need Mox to stay this role is that he is their DDP. Yeah. He is their fucking their guy that they can just yeah. like, we need. Yeah. You got to go against like some of these guys going against these guys. You always going to go in against like the grain of that, that people just really want to grab like almost like the people's champion, if you will. Um, That's like what DDP was for WCW. And that's what Ox is to me. Um, And you know, he just needs to continue being. Yeah, for sure. He he naturally has that thing where it's like I, I I mean I can speak for myself, but it seems like everyone can see a little bit of themselves in that character of just someone who's fed up, someone who wants more, and someone who's just not gonna, you know, take no for an answer kind of a thing. It's like everyone wants to see a little bit of themselves in that kind of character, and he just does it naturally. Yeah. Um let's see. FTR is another one I'm gonna just throw out for AEW as far as yeah. a tag team that just went there. Tag team, singles, uh, six man, anything that they were doing, they just fucking went and put their working shoes on 
And they like got over as baby faces by just fucking working. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, their love letter to Bret Hart that they did against each other was amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought the work of FTR. Um, then their matches with the Briscoes obviously were like some great matches and everything like that. Um, I would say yeah, too, so- kind of out of out of the ring stories. Definitely one of the biggest this year though too is Sasha and Naomi walking out of WWE. Mm-hmm. Yet to be resolved, uh, but that was such a massive story. But it all kind of came around the same exact time of all the Vince McMahon stuff that it, um, it it still was a very relevant story. Like people are still paying attention, but um, you know it got a little overshadowed, obviously. But that was a pretty massive thing for two champions to just walk out mid show, and then for Michael Cole to bury them online or uh, on live on TV and stuff. It it was a really really weird moment, um, and I'm was still weird. eager to see how it how it how everyone lands there. Definitely wasn't I'm Michael really Cole curious. talking, though. Nope. Of course not. No, no. But but to hear Michael Cole being, like, unprofessional, like, uh, you know, because of unprofessional reasons, like, behavior, you know, we, we're, we're pivoting here. It's just like, damn, they don't usually acknowledge that stuff like that. It was just really strange. I wouldn't be surprised if Michael sent a couple fucking texts after that. If you got off, sorry, off TV I'm that sorry. day. Yeah. yeah. No, that yeah. wasn't me. Yeah. I had to say it. He made me say it. I love you guys. Because, yeah, obviously, yeah, for sure. Michael Cole has had also a standout fucking year. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, can we talk it's about... It's been the year of Michael Cole. I'll say, as, like, especially since Vince left, um, you have Michael Cole, first off, even when Vince is there with Pat McAfee, just having a renewed energy, which is great. We've talked about that. But, man, since Vince left, it's like a totally new person. He just seems so relaxed. Um, they say hospital... <laughs> They say wrestling. Yeah. They mentioned Bullet Club. Like, like, just doing all this shit. And, like, he's just out there. Finally, people are giving him his flowers. And I used to hate Cole. I was an avid Cole hater. But then when you saw him do stuff where he is good, like the UK tournament and the May Young, you're like, oh, this guy is good. It's just he is handcuffed by some crazy fucking old man in the back. Yeah. Talk about his dick. Dude, seriously. Yeah, exactly. Like, watching, just, like, watching a man's, like, shoulders fucking, like, relax, basically. Like, and, and just, like, it, it's that thing of, I think, in any industry, really, it's, like, if you see someone who's genuinely passionate or excited about what they're doing, it's it's contagious. And so, like, to see him, fight, like, feel like, yeah, with Pat McAfee and with having a little more agency over uh, his commentary... It's just like, oh, yeah, when someone can you can tell when someone likes what they're doing and it makes you like it regardless, because it's like, oh, so yeah, yeah, it's just good. It's just good shit on that same thing. It's like, I know not everybody likes Tony Schiavone. He just sounds like he's having so much fun out there that I always just really enjoy listening to him. It's like, oh, he's just having fun. Like He just like he's loves wholesome. wrestling. Yeah. And it's like sometimes like fucking like Excalibur will like call like a random move. He's like that what it's called. It's like, yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. Of course you'd know that. Like almost like weird uncle yeah. energy. I, I enjoy it. Exactly. I love it. And I I'm it makes me like happy that he has his backstage role that he has now. Mm-hmm. Like because like he seems like a guy who would legitimately care about like making like trying to make that place better for you know, his his coworkers, like in the yeah. wrestlers. Like I think that it seems like he's probably the right guy to be doing that, especially because apparently he pitched kind of the idea of, you know, 
establishing some better backstage roles. Like, so he knew it was an issue and he said like, okay, I'll be the one to help fix it. Like, yeah, hell yeah. He's the guy and that, he basically like, babysat. In the office, the guy in the office that somehow like knows it's your birthday and like, Hey, it's, you know, it's Matt's birthday. I brought cake. It's like, Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. Just like, Oh my God. Like you actually put that in your phone that it's my birthday. That's crazy. And he basically yeah. like babysat Jr. Which is like, I mean, a task that we all needed. I mean, like he he was doing the Lord's work anytime Jr. was out there. <laughs> oh my God! Even though Jr. would try to bring the fucking worst out of him, uh, but it, it was I I agree. I love Tony Schiavone doing uh doing his thing over there. Yeah, I don't I, know the other big one that I'm I re- again. Remember... I was say, I'm just trying to be super positive, especially going into 2023 um, with wrestling because I I just want to see everything do well. So it's like guys like Schiavone, they're fucking flowers. Exactly. Exactly. I'm trying to think. I guess um, one thing I wanted to ask too, because there's not a ton of else that's really sticking out to me. But as far as like, uh, you know, dream matches or like breakout stars or anything, like, do you guys have any? Oh, 2023. For 2023. I'll take uh, out mine first. The one I was thinking was, I really hope with all the resources that are there, with Triple H there, the the culmination of Dominic versus Rey Mysterio, I think, could be. A, that's a dream match of mine uh, for 2023. And I just think it could be done right, which I wouldn't have thought six months ago. Yeah. I, I, I love what they're doing on social media. Um, it's fun. I think Dom is one of the best heels in wrestling because people just fucking hate him. And he, like we yeah. talked about this, he has that little stinker, or little shit energy. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's a really good one. Um, a breakout star for me. In 2023 is going to be, um, I have a couple of them. I think that Ricochet is going to finally like really hit that level that he should have in WWE. They're already kind of giving him that. Um, yeah. I think that out of just at least to a U.S. audience, um, El Vikingo is going to be the fucking guy. El Hildo Vikingo, Kingo, whatever you want to fucking call him, he is going to be the guy. Um, that everybody's gonna be like, oh fuck, this guy's amazing. You know, everybody's already kind of doing that, but like on a U.S. stage, um, he is doing indies and stuff. Um, and then I think A.W. wise, uh, Takeshita. I mean, that dude already mm. was putting on bangers, but now he's moved full time. If they can just get him involved like, on Dynamite, get him in front of people, and just let him just continually work and work and work. Um. I think that it could be a really big breakout year for him. Um, what about written for Tegan Knox this year too? I think Tegan coming back Big after Teague. everything she's that she's been through, she could have a pretty huge year as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. About what about what about you? Um, let's see. Like I'm trying to think of. I mean, John. You know, Johnny Gargano. Like on the main roster, I think it'll be really interesting to see what they do with him. Like. The thing in WWE right now is like we're getting this really good product and stuff. So, like, and the Bloodline story is really good, but it does hold some stuff up because it just means there's less belts go around to use as props to help elevate people. And so, you know, that'll be interesting to see in a post Roman double champ Usos champion world. Like, the kind and I of think story we, get. we need to get to like. Triple H gets to start from the new season, which is after WrestleMania. Yes, you know? exactly. So yeah. the season starts again. Because, like, they've been, there's a few storylines that essentially had to take all this time. 
Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, you see in like sports where like a team fires their coach and the like interim coach actually like brings the team to some success, but it's mm-hmm. limited because they already were losing a ton when the first coach was fired. Like, yeah. so like you kind of have to just like, hey, take the wins as you can get them. And then like next season, like should be the good one. Um, so that, yeah. that'll be interesting. Um, they, I'm trying to think what else, like, I mean, that's like the main one I can think of. You guys already said a bunch that I was thinking too. So who, who, what I, about like, what calls this the, the, your shame, who's your shameless prediction? So what I mean by that is somebody that's been around for a while, um, and kind of gets that like new fresh coat of paint that you think is going to like really blow you away or it's like. And just you know, I did say Ricochet, but I still feel like he still feels new. Yeah, mm. you know he's I mean? been there for like six years, something now, which is wild. Yeah, I think it's just because he like wasn't on TV really that much. Um, like, who's gonna get that? Um, Sheamus. Mm. Who's gonna be the 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 Sheamus of any any company either? Who's gonna get their mm. kind of big flowers? Because or like an Alex Shelley or Davey Richards who had that like big like resurgence where they're finally getting the love that they really should have gotten you know if we, i can see chad if, gable like honestly like you oh, look at the work yeah. the amount of matches he's like matches like good matches he's put on and stuff like and, and he's doing like he's doing really good work but he just doesn't get like he's playing an obnoxious heel so that that has like a limit to like because the fans aren't gonna like him ever but um, that's what Kurt Angle was like, you know, Kurt Angle wasn't obnoxious. It was the exact same character. Basically it was an obnoxious, you know, legit athlete who thinks he, he's better than everyone because he is. Um, but like, yeah, yeah, I could see him, you know, getting like an IC run or something eventually. Oh, I was thinking pretty cool. If the two that kind of came to mind is like one coming off of the attention coming from the, the trip he's taken over to, Pro Wrestling Noah. It would be great to see Shinsuke just have a fucking mm. banger year. Um, but also, if he's able to recover from the neck injury, I think Big E could have such an emotional comeback story. But I don't yeah. know if he's going to be able to come back. Because that was this year, too. He got that neck injury that has really sidelined him the entire year. And it's really unclear whether he's going to be able to come back. But like last, all the pieces are December in place. December 2021, I think, right? Okay. Okay, so okay, yeah, it's right basically there. he's been out all year, and you really never know with a neck injury like that. But all the pieces are in place that Big E could have such a huge year because the the New Day is. I mean, they're always going to be the New Day, but like they, you know, they, there's a there's plenty of room for a singles run. Um, but I really don't know. But Shinsuke or Big E were the first two that came to mind. I mean, you yeah, know Shins- who was a, had a five. Shinsuke st- was at the top of my list on that one. Yeah, but yeah. Shins- Shinsuke's a great call. I, you know, you know Jap- Jap- Japanese wrestlers um, know who did have a five-star match uh, this last month. Aichi. So, oh, Aichi. maybe this is maybe cut to a year and Isai is just singing the praises of Taichi. I mean, Not it was happen. against Shingo Takagi who had like seven five-star matches last year, but Mr. Takagi. Mr. Takagi. Um, I just this is kind of random, but I just have like the you know the that those five star matches still pulled up. Zack Saber Jr. had two five star matches in a week. Yeah, that sounds about right. He's somebody too that I feel like hasn't has not exploded in the way you would think that he has or would have. But maybe he's it's just because the promotions he's in. 
And I mean, he, he has a really solid spot in New Japan. Like, as that obnoxious as fuck, you know, Gaijin. Um, yeah. It, I hate this, but I just think it, he's probably too skinny for, like, get the promotions to be on board with him. Yeah, absolutely. Looks we like have Frankie ourselves Stikin- a little run-in. Uh, Frankie Stakina oh, oh, has a... This, but with Scott Stapp's picture, <laughs> yeah, we got we got Scott Stapp joining the crew. He'll be he'll be popping in here in a second. Oh, wow. look who it is! Look who Four the cat friends made this me. Four friends made Hello. better friends Welcome. through a love of professional the wrestling. Wrestle boys. I already did that, Derek. A podcast that's a podcast <laughs> about oh. <I> be... <laughs> we're, right now, we're talking about the it's our prediction for who's going to be the this year's Sheamus. Me. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Like who's getting that fresh coat of paint that you think is going to help reinvigorate them and kind of get them? Um, <laughs> um, Shinsuke Nakamura. I think, I think it's going to be, I don't know. I'm going to say Ricochet. I think that's I a don't safe bet, too. He fought Walter, yeah, Walter, I think. He's doing uh, really well. I'm going to say one from AEW, and I think because I think they're going to end up turning heel soon, is that Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. they've cooled off a lot and I just think like a little heel turn and they'll maybe just like put them on the show more to keep consistency uh, but I think Darby can have a kind of get that like that fresh go to paint even though they're still really young and all that shit they just like they've been there since day one AEW and to me that's somebody that like you could kind of just shine up a little bit you're like oh that's a new toy there yeah mm. so Mm. Oster, what are some of your of the of the year of this year in the professional wrestling world? Is there anything that really <laughs> sticks out to you that's really floated your boat? Um, um, what was the last pay per view? That's the last thing I watched. Besides uh, SmackDown, uh, tonight. What was the last pay per view? Um, did I, did I watch it at your house? You say what I would. Oh yeah, it was on your birthday. A Survivor Series. Yeah. Um. Oh, War Games. Games. Oh yeah. Um, I guess what I'd rather, what I guess what I'd rather know, Derek, is the the culmination of this wonderful breakout of Sami Zayn. Has it has it filled your heart? Has it has it overfloweth to your cup? Honestly, like. Even though I'm I'm just watching it like on the sidelines. Um, it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in wrestling. It's incredible. He's my boy. I'm watching SmackDown tonight because it's two of my boys with uh with, going head to head with John Cena, who's my boy, and Roman Reigns, who's the hottest man in wrestling. It's just you undeniable. You have to watch. You have to watch it. But, He's a big hunk. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm I'm I want Sammy. I want the world for Sammy. I want Sammy to be Roman. I want Sammy to get the title. I know all this happen, but I want Sammy to be number one. I don't know. I don't know. I see a I see a legendary tag team run with him and Kevin Owens coming out of this, and then maybe, I hope maybe singles gold, maybe singles yeah. gold. That'd be yep. I don't know. Great. I can see Sammy pinning Roman in a tag team match. For sure. Like, after, like, Roman loses the title. Well, if he pins him tonight, he's like, I'm, I, I, I swerve now. 
I think it, and it probably wouldn't do anything story. by the rules of by the rules of wrestling. The ref would just be like, "What are you doing? Like, you can't pin your own team." What is happening? And he just grabs the belt and runs away. And it's like, "See you next year, folks." It's mine. Kurt Angle yeah. pops up. It's a runaway train. It's a runaway train. <laughs> runaway Sammy. I straight up haven't thought about wrestling in so long. So I don't know. I don't even. It's out of my mind what my favorite things that happened. I mean, I mean all like, I can think about a... is CM Punk eating muffins. So. What? <laughs> this, is what this, is the, this is how we started the actual meat and potatoes of the show. Was <laughs> just Vince leaving and it's the CM Punk thing. Like, overshadows yeah. so much of everything. CM Punk was just a loose, clear bag of spindrifts. Yeah, and I'm being very unprofessional. I just like popped in after a nap, so I I well, we, did not. We literally told was... you to pop in. That's true. Because um, no matter what, especially in the end of the year here, no matter what, no matter what, this podcast is four friends made better friends through a love of professional wrestling. That's true. And, four and friends. No, that that tag team at no art that tag team Jesus that tagline at no point says <laughs> like covering the ins and outs weekly of wrestling like now the only That's guarantee true. is like yeah, the show consists of talking about it yeah um yeah but yeah like but we've matches, really i mean mania was cool right yeah sammy Zayn fought johnny knoxville i remember that i remember that's kind of what started the year of sammy Zayn. who i mean really just wrestler of the year i guess we haven't really officially Landed on a Wrestle Boys Wrestler of the Year, but it's got to be Logan Paul, Zane, right? Logan Paul or John Moxley. <laughs> but this is... I mean, Logan Paul, I would put in the in the contender list for uh, most memorable Wrestler of the Year, uh, Rookie Redwood, of the Year, maybe. Mm-hmm. Rookie Yo, of the did Year. You guys, good did movie. You guys good see movie. He got like a concussion when he was a kid, and like the part of him that makes his brain work and have empathy and be a normal human being is gone. Dude, that's, that's like that's he... literally a serial that's like a serial killer origin story. yeah like he's glad straight he used up... that that is he's literally up a psychopath yeah. yeah he's straight up just a fucked up human being but he can somehow still use his brain to learn how to wrestle so, yeah i watched like that people. whole three-part uh youtube series about him being a crypto scam scammer so uh-huh. i was like yeah no i'm not thrilled about him but uh <laughs> i i if you in 2019 would be like hey guess what one of the most exciting matches in the next couple of years <laughs> is going to be Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia. I would be like, you can't pay me to watch that match. And no, I loved it. Glee- I wa- I loved it gleefully. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Mania sticks out to me. Uh, Becky Bianca like actually getting a full match, even though I wanted a squash. That was sick. Bianca did have like a silent breakout star year. I mean, she was there last year too. But she has been consistent and solid all year for sure. Just not, yeah, not the biggest, most flashy year on record, but every match was good. Fucking though. rock like, solid. Even every if match, it was, every match. Yeah, every match that she was in, every title match, you know, defending that title, she was good. Like, or it, or it was better than that. You know, if she was against the right yeah. opponent, but even against bad opponents, she was good. This is this is for you as far as the comparison. It's like she won the gold glove. Get in yes. position. Yes. Which means like you are a great like fielder. Like you are killing it on defense. It doesn't get the hype of a home run king or the MVP. It's like, you know what? It's like you, you're solid at what you do. And that like that was the year she had. First baseman winning a gold glove. Because it's really not flashy, but it's very important. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, also, Bailey coming back was tight. And EO yeah. and Dakota. Oh, yeah. That Damage control. Um, but that's 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 all that's on the top of my head. Um, what do you as far as from wrestling? Com- I was going to say just one other kind of categories, like comeback wrestler of the year. Like, you know, they have that in like other sports where it'd be like player who like suddenly had a much better year. Uh, Dakota Kai, like yeah. elevating up to the main roster and, and having it work. Like she works on the main roster and like think about like the journey she's been on. Like even as a heel in NXT, it didn't always click. Like it, it's clicking well up on the main roster. That's Sheamus. Oh. Sheamus is the obvious actual one because he's. Kind of like a co MVP in a way, like a dude had a five star match this far into a career, like <laughs> right, it's fucking wild. Yeah, yeah. So many like yeah things I would not have expected. Like I say, Roman, Logan, Sheamus, people I would never have cared a fucking single second about. I mean, Roman di- is a little little different, but like yeah, it's just been such a wild year. And then with the changing of the guards and stuff, I I I'm just I'm interested to see how things shake out. Like. Prediction wise, I do imagine we'll at least see Naomi back. I'm, I'm at this point not a hundred percent sure if, if Sasha's we'll see gone. Sasha at least at, at least in twenty twenty three. I don't know if if I she's going to be coming I mean, back, but if, if that paycheck's going to be Japan, there when she's ready. I'd say if she's just going to New Japan, I I mean there's still how WWE's been. Who fucking knows how they'll work shit out? So yeah, didn't they yeah. just hire Dragon Lee, who just won the triple a tag titles yep yeah Derek, it's fat you are like it's not just that you're covering like mentioning things we've talked about you're mentioning them almost oh. in the order like the specific like things leading into each other that we that we <laughs> yeah. already have like which i'm not complaining don't no, i'm not complaining about that i think it's just fascinating that we all have one brain well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. okay, collectively have a have brain you t- collectively have, have a single about- brain have you talked about Mandy getting released for showing her titties on the internet? Oh, no, we didn't talk this about week, that. No, we did that. We <laughs> did automatically time. making way more money than she was on contract for uh, with yeah. WWE. For her. That's the, last, a... that's the last little bit of news I could remember from the, the Dude, well, world. You know what, though, about that that got me so, like, I was just, it's like, it dumb. made my eyes roll so hard. Was it's like, you? so WWE, you guys are so happy to make money off literally her being sexy as her thing. Yep. But she tries to make money off her being sexy, and we got a, sorry, it's a family show. Sorry, it's a family show. <laughs> it's uh, dog it, bro, shit. It's not like kids are, it's like, it's exclusive yeah. on her website <laughs> that you have to thing, be, like, an adult to pay for. The thing is, is that it, it, what sucks about it is that it's not just them. Is a big company that actually has a share in that company called Mattel, and they had to fire Daniel Bryan for choking somebody with a tie once. <laughs> and so, while yeah. I think it is uh, yeah. fucking stupid that she was released, but from a business standpoint, they had to because yes, it's behind a paywall, but she was using her likeness, and it was then <clears> leaked <throat> online of her showing butthole wrinkles. And so. <laughs> And so it sounds like it was the leak. I, I really have it no idea like it was, what the pictures were, but it's, yeah, it's, it's fucking stupid that like th- that they had to do that. But it's like at that point, it's like you lose Mattel or do you like lose Mandy? And it's a stupid mm. position that they have to be in because they should be able to like make money how they want. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Apparently, like they didn't even like give her the option to take it down. Like you know, like they just fired oh. her because Shawn Michaels it, it, loves God, which is why Bret Hart's better. It has been, <laughs> yeah. 
it had been brought up. Forty girls, Shawn Michaels. It had been brought up apparently multiple times. Like she had said that she had been talked to multiple times about it. Like on a live stream. Oh, I mean that's a little different than I guess, but but... even though like she shouldn't have been her name makes sense. Exactly. It's dumb that it makes sense, but like if you look at the landscape of what it has to be, it's like I understand it, but it's fucking dumb. Mm. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, we don't have to get all into it right now, but it is, it feels a little silly. Um, I'll be but back. In that, two that, that being said, too, it's a massive publicity fucking move. I mean, it gave her a bunch of fucking publicity that more, you know, more power to her. Use, you know, Honestly, you're gonna, your looks are what, what's going to make you money. Fucking, you collect all that money. Don't give it to fucking six or so months. Go ahead, Isai. I'm saying about six or so months. If she wants to come back, she could probably come back and it, everything will be fine and it's not going to matter because, like, like this will, like, stuff like this will happen. Like, you get the, uh, um, get like the slap on the wrist you go do your thing get that little bump ski and pay things will quiet down and everything will settle and then she's like you know what i'll go fucking back over there and get my name back and then it'll happen and they'll welcome her back in, and it'll be no big deal they're just gonna let the dust settle a little bit make one like subtle reference that everyone gets except for like kids you know like anyone who knows about it will the little reference they make and then move on you know yeah exactly Exactly. Um, like the, what was it? Xavier Woods uh, fucking uh, that rap battle when they referenced Xavier Woods and Paige and that, uh, oh, said, you, and that you, no, adult you, you content it, together. That one's different because it was something that was never meant to be shared. Well, I, I kind of feel that about Mandy's stuff. It was behind a paywall. on. I didn't know it existed until this news came out. And so it's just like... The fact that it got leaked so, maybe was the big thing, but also there's been other wrestlers who've had leaked it, images that don't that haven't been fired. That's different for it. because it was those were meant for personal. She was selling them. Yeah, it's behind. That a is paywall. a different. That's true. Mm. That's true. It's not like she was just hacked out of nowhere. But still. yeah, like there, uh, there's a little bit, uh, there's a little bit more nuance to, I think, what can kind of be tackled within a internet res- wrestling community. But again, like it is stupid that she lost her job for something like that. Even if like, hey, we can't do this. Mattel's getting real pissed. We're gonna sit you for a while. Uh, you got to take down. But the also, page. from what I've heard is that, I mean, a big reason that she said I'm not taking down the page is because it's making her more money than her WWE contract is making her. So it's like I don't think yeah. she's hurting out of coming out of this. No, money wise. Um, Did a what like half mil day? <laughs> her fucking, I think the, the her fucking the biggest... uh, agent kind of shut up because it's like, what the hell is he doing? It's like, yo, fucking get that little IRS key, Erwin R. Scheister, knowing how much money <laughs> yeah. you're making. That's, get That's that true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shut up. You know, you'd almost hope, hey, it's, it's because she actually earned like a lot more than that, and he was down, like, you know, it's those, downplaying it. Yeah, right. That a specific but still extreme number that was like actually lower, and so the, they're just going to go after the half mil, not the one point five she actually made that day. Yeah, that's no, what I hope. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, like, hey, 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 brother, Ernest Scheisser's gonna come knocking. <laughs> Gotta keep your so, fucking pocketbooks clean. Like, yeah, I mean, let's go. Who's who's your guys? Is like, you name like one or two or three. I don't care. Um, superstars of the year. Sammy wrestling, like wrestling um, character. Sorry, Zach, were you going to say Sammy Guevara? Yeah, I was definitely going to say Sammy Guevara, Zach. Yeah, definitely. I love that. Love that little fuck. 
Um, <laughs> love him. I mean, no, Sammy, I'd say Gunther. Like, the work Gunther's oh, putting yeah. in up on the main roster, like, that's fucking incredible shit that he's doing. Like, um, for a style, that stuff that I was like, wasn't sure was going to translate to, like, broad mass audience it has like he's figured it out um because he, he did have to make some adjustments and style but he he has and it's super super good um rest of the year um I, over in japan shingo like this mm. every match he has is great like i'm not invested in new japan right now i'll still like if i hear about a good shingo takagi match i'll go check it out he's he's so fucking awesome like, like, uh, yeah, I'm definitely not as invested, but like, I'll check out some good matches and stuff. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I want. I'm, I'm trying to like when Wrestle Kingdom hits, trying to get do the thing like I did last year, the year before. Like, all right, here we go. Now's the time to get in. Does Kyrie um, have a challenger that? yet, or like, because I keep waiting for Sasha to be announced, but I also haven't seen she's, a challenger for. Oh, she, yeah, she's. Uh, who is she fighting? While you're looking um, that up, I would say definitely, like you're saying, oh, yeah, you got it? Uh, Tam Nakano. Okay. Mm. But certainly Sami Zayn. And I will say, is even though as much as it's not my cup of tea all the time, I think MJF has been one of the most talked about wrestlers this year. Controversial, sure, and stuff, too. Like, I exactly, I'm not the biggest fan, but I think he's had such a strong year as far as eyes on him, attention on him. Obviously, he's got this, the title now. Um, you know, he's played a smart game uh, since his, uh, since all of this has really been kind of happening in AEW. And so uh, he's definitely been one of the wrestlers of the year um, as far as just how much he's been able to accomplish for himself. But, and then, yeah, Seamus, like, I, it, I, the ones we've already talked about, I don't think there's anything that I uh, can think of that, we've missed but i got i got matches one, I got yeah. two of them these are going to be because obviously i think sammy's probably my wrestler of the year um because of just everything he was able to do between the johnny knoxville stuff to the bloodline stuff it's just been fantastic um just been a joy to watch on anything um other ones is going to be ftr mm. i just really enjoyed everything like singles tag that everything that they did was just doing so great um moxley is gonna be up there again just for carrying the fucking company in that back half and then Seth Rollins. oh hmm? yeah he was he was there essentially from mania until hell in a cell to make cody rhodes feel like a star he, cody he held yeah. up his part you have to have a good dance partner you have to have that dastardly heel so cody can look like this white meat baby face overcoming and god fucking damn he did his part so well he did he does everything so well that like he got over organically as a baby face and people have been hating on him for years and years anytime that they were finally like okay he's a baby face you know they do the fucking fiend match they do whatever and guess who's fucking able to kick out of it another time Rollins. Is that's true to be like they're like he's their another gold glover, yeah. Because Cody's comeback, there's other people that it could have been in, but Cody's comeback wouldn't have been what it was without 
Seth. And Cody himself, I would say, yeah, for sure, had a break. I mean, had a, a massive year, even for as little as he, phys- you know, in ring did this year. He, you know, he he shook some shit up for sure. But I think that's that a really banger, good point. Before he left, he had that banger match with um, Sammy Guevara over in... A ladder match. W. Yeah, that was all, like... Cody would be my next one. Like, even... Even post-injury, like, not in the ring and stuff, if you just pay attention to WWE social media and stuff, they still see him as a huge star. They still make sure to keep him front of people's minds for when he comes back, which makes me think Royal Rumble is going to be a big one for him because mm-hmm. they are, like, they even they had him, like, do an in-studio thing talking about, like, basically end of the year and next year shit, like, that they just did. And it's, like, a newly, like, you know, created thing. So, like... They're yeah. really making sure to like keep Cody Rhodes like in the in the eye like the just the back of everyone's minds like and his like as I said earlier like his you know return at Mania is like that entrance alone is like one one of my wrestling moments of the year like maybe my number one wrestling moment of the year because that was kind of, it feels like it set the stage for the rest what the weirdness of the rest of the year too that <laughs> was weird yeah for sure for sure well i mean oster oster what's up wrestlers of the year aside from sammy zane wrestlers of the year um and it could be not just like wrestling but like everything it could be character work or i did a tag team i did ftr is one of mine batista and knives out glass onion I still haven't watched it. Either by. Um, I. Well, the, if we're, we're going by that, John Cena in F. <laughs> John Cena. I think that was last year, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, ha- having his. Yeah, I don't first, think that was 22. Um, John Cena having his first match of the year tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if it ends up being a five star match, that would be a beautiful story. It could be. Honest, honestly. One of my favorite things in wrestling has been, even though they've had nothing to do, seeing like Brody King on a big stage, um, seeing, mm. uh, yeah. I mean, I I wish they got more to do, um, but like the dude who wrote all the God's Hate stuff, Colin Young, uh, um having his music played all the time. Um, the song, that's my favorite um, things of in wrestling this year. Um, the heavy that's a good Wardlow song. one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that was there <laughs> for that like Wardlow two heavy one. Wardlow Great would be on my list of though. potential breakouts, even though they, um, he should have been this year and they've kind of cooled him off. I could still see him immediately heating back up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially because um, he just had an, an angle where he got his hair cut, right? So we might get a 2023 repackaged Wardlow. Yeah, fresh but, coat of paint on the War Dog. But yeah, it's crazy how much stuff goes away from your brain when you don't talk about it every week. Um, we were talking about uh, even, how this year was like the weirdest year. It feels like it's a million. This year it feels like a million years long in wrestling. Yeah, it really does. Like it, I can't think, especially because there's only very... two. There's two main stories like that's the thing everything yeah. else is so ancillary compared to the the like huge the vastness of, of the vince mcmahon story and the cm punk elite story everything else just feels like yeah. it could have either been 10 years ago or yesterday i it, it's fucking crazy yeah yeah but if i'm gonna 
I pick like sure. a of the year. Like yeah. kayfabed, you know, it's Roman. It's Roman. That's also, yeah, I mean, he's... honestly, that's um, true. But then when it comes to like who's the who's the best hand in the in the the that like like then the whole like the whole in all of wrestling, it's Moxley. Like he carried AEW on his back when he should have gone on vacation. Like what, twice, three right. times? Like, and exactly. they called him called his number he's fucking i guess let's fucking go now yeah, this has been a very moxley heavy praise podcast because i've gone off on him multiple times <laughs> well but he really did like, we talked about it a little bit earlier but yeah like he kind of said what needed to be said post all out about how embarrassing it is for him to be in that position to come back when he's supposed to be on vacation it's just like he's being honest he's being real but he's not being like you know, he's being close to the chest, like he's being a company man about it. But he said kind of what needed to be said. Um, I agree. I think Moxley has been one of the most consistent wrestlers this year, for sure, as as far as putting in that work. It's the fucking shield, Speaking man. Of Moxley, <laughs> yeah, yeah, running it now. Speaking <laughs> uh, of Moxley, I did watch RJ City interview uh, Renee on that hey ew or whatever and it is so good renee is so funny and like gets the bit instantly and they like hate each other they're they're, i want a show of them i want like a talking smack that's the best feud in wrestling is rj and renee yeah i'm unaware that's awesome zach you're muted (laughs) (laughs) haha Oh, still I saw, muted. I saw you talking. I'm not the first time I've not the first time I've done that this episode. So you know, <laughs> um, especially I. Oh, the hilarious thing is, is I was talking about Renee being a um, a professional, a broadcasting professional, <laughs> as I was being unprofessional. Muted. This is like in college where I gave the worst presentation of my life on how to give good business presentations. <laughs> Hell yeah. I went out well, there the second... and basically had a stroke in a group presentation. So the other people were just like, what the fuck is happening? I mean, the second <laughs> the this podcast this? gets quote unquote professional is when you're going to have to, you'll know that the body snatchers have come and got us. Or the Manscaped has uh, given us money. Any sort oh, of financial man. income would be very nice. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's true. It would change very, a lot yeah. of things around here. We need hymns, we need Manscaped, and we need Blue Chew. Yeah. I, but I gotta say, I think unless there's anything else to cover, I think Oster, it is beholden upon you to usher out the episode oh, this week. Okay. I mean, it's the last episode of the year. Yeah. We I'll really say, need before we we need before someone we to land this plane. A, a quick hitter each round of mm-hmm. what is your what is a prediction for 2023? Just one prediction. It can be wacky. It can be super serious and easy. Like the Miz is gonna win the fucking U.S. title again. Or whatever. What do we want? Okay. You guys all go. Oh, I'm gonna. Uh, before I even say that, let me just say if they put the U.S. title on the Miz, what a weird decision to not just give him the IC belt at this point. And like, why? Why would just? Why would they ever do that? But also, that means it'll happen. <laughs> yeah. Um. I. I. Realistically, I predict that. Well, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But I think Tegan Knox is going to take uh, the a- or the w- AEW Women's Title. No, WWE Women's Championship. Ooh. Okay. 
I, I got. Um, she returned. She yeah, just she came back. back. Um, oh, I got. A, I'm gonna okay. do. Okay. I'm gonna do. I got that. DIY is gonna reform on the main roster. Oh. Mm-hmm. I think DIY is gonna reform on the main roster, and then my other one is Cody's gonna be world champion. Oh wow, that's Fair. so bold. That's such a bold prediction. <laughs> um, my I actually I I was thinking about that prediction too, except that I'll like one up it, I'll say that Cody's going to be world champion, but not as soon as you'd expect. I bet he lo- I bet he loses and then has to have a an actual re- like redemption story because it's not really a redemption story for him to get hurt and then come back and win it immediately. Like if he wins the Rumble and wins it at Mania, dumb. But if he lost yeah. his first title shot and then won it at next Survivor Series or something. Yeah, or like at a SummerSlam or something. And to give him the chance to tell the story he was going to tell this year um, before getting hurt. Um, yeah. I would all, I'm going to predict a WWE, a contracted WWE and AEW wrestlers fight in a third promotion. Like, oh, that's a good prediction. Like, <laughs> like they just fight for real. Like it'll be in a a tag team match or something like that. But something's gonna happen, and it might even be at a weird indie or something. Like where it's like, where someone asks Hunter, "Hey, can I go back to my hometown promotion for their they're doing some big anniversary show?" And the guy from AEW does the same thing. It'll I mean, like, totally... oh, we kind of had that, though, because Jeff Jarrett was an executive at WWE when he fought Ric Flair and Andrade. Yeah, but Jeff Jarrett can be in no, that every doesn't promotion count. at once. Like, Jeff Jarrett yeah, that doesn't is count. constantly in every promotion at once. He's a member of Bullet Club. Like, it'll be like, you know, Ricochet versus some other fuck from Kentucky that's currently in AEW. This is like a Chuck Taylor. <laughs> It'll be Ricochet versus Chuck Taylor at a fucking indie in like in Kentucky. Very Kentucky. But, but it'll be like people make like a big story out of it, kind of. But it'll be like just more like no, that's just kind of how things go now because they both just they both ask for a favor, and now there's regimes in both places that allow for that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. It'll uh, be Taz versus oh, all right. um, Shane Douglas. <laughs> oh no alright I got one Rhea Ripley's okay. gonna be the final four in the men's rumble I would like that That's I would like that We've seen I, it. I, I, I like that prediction it's uh it's kind of out there but it's uh she's I, I heard this on a different podcast but she's the new China like she could right, be exactly I think so like, too if they Harnessed what they harnessed with China, like Rhea would blow up even more than he has. And and then it's not actually, an original thought, but yeah, and then take it the next step they never did with China. You know, they they got cold yeah. feet, and also China right. can work. So like, yeah, Rhea can work. Um, Rhea Rips can absolutely. work. And I mean, they are literally doing a China storyline with her and Dominic right now. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But also, with I feel with like it's gonna be sick to see. <laughs> Tell me out, Mammy. I can't go to jail. <laughs> I also uh, would 
maybe out of hopes, but I predict that Dragon Lee is going to join with Legato del Fantasma, and we're going to have the most sickest Lucha faction. Ooh, my prediction is he starts his own one against them, though. Like, I kind of hope you're right, but I... I think either I'm, way, I think no. you're probably right, but I'm predict- I'm hopefully predicting. <laughs> is, so, okay, I know you're trying to end this show, but... And I miss that. Is he going to remain the AAA tag champ? They dropped the belts like immediately. They re- like oh, oh okay. vacating. Oh, okay. So th- so, so him after and his yeah, partner crazy, are going though. to WWE. Him and his tag partner, just him. Okay, 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 okay. Um, cool. So Zach, a WWE guy who signed a contract, Dragon Lee, and an AEW wrestler for the AAA titles. On so I, it just has to happen again next year for my prediction to be correct. It's true. Yeah. Also. Oster, if you remember, uh, Dragon Lee's like one of the dudes that would have those insane matches with Hiromu Takahashi. Oh, oh yeah, he's the one who broke his neck. <laughs> yeah. A Phoenix Plex. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, my God. I still, I still, see, that. I still <laughs> see that. I see that in my mind all the time. Just Hiromu sliding across the ring on his neck. <laughs> Just like, oh, I do too. Yeah. Like, because I knew it happened before I watched it, and I have this distinct memory of it because I was like a very brief period in time where living in my my sibling's basement at their old house in Boise. Like, that was only for a couple months, so I distinctly remember watching it like there and can like, yeah. Oh, that was so gross. I mean, remember when New Japan was like must watch? Yeah, and mm. then the, and then those people started their own company, and now. Now we watch in anticipation that. So are you? So Matt, better. are you saying as the uh, the? Oh, we were tired that that bit. <laughs> anyway, are you? All saying the white people were the best part of the New only Japan. Thing, yeah, the white people were the best part about New Japan. No, but I think the inclusion of those specific white people were why all of the U.S. wrestling fans were tuning into New Japan. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't think I and I don't like it. I think the the New Japan wrestlers were some of the best. Well, you parts are of those walking matches, that but... tightrope right now. <laughs> but we but that's why Americans no, were tuning in. You know, you're, at least you're for right. our purposes. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't have watched it if it wasn't for Isai talking to me about the Bucks. But I mean, I fell in love with Okada. So it's I mean, exactly. I'm sure he's still putting on incredible matches. It's just like no oh, one's talking the, about the it. So it's like why matches. watch it. Had the two highest rated matches of the year with Will Ospreay. They he had two five point seven fives this year. Like, yeah, huh. yeah, a little Brit boy, eh? It's, it's Okada, Osprey, or uh, Shingo in every like all of their best matches, basically. So maybe it's like that's the only time Meltzer watches New Japan is for the White Boys. <laughs> no, I think I mean he's been watching. He's been watching New Japan. He's been watching J- Japanese wrestling. I know. Since no, I, yeah. Diapers since uh, since before they cleaned up his office. That's a twenty twenty two shocker too. Yeah, his pants are. That's the biggest, that's the biggest shocker of twenty twenty two is that they cleaned his office. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dave's pants are riding up so um, high that he could be wearing six diapers under there. None of us would know. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Well, should we yeah, get that's, this, that's we the get year this in on, wrestling. This horse back in the stable? Oh, so, sorry, woof, I interrupted. Woof. Woof. No, I was just, I said that's the year in wrestling, because, you know, I was a part of this entire episode. I was here from a second. Um, 
and I didn't yeah. leave in the middle of me talking. So yeah, hey, I'm a come very and go with me, podcaster. What's up? Um, yeah, I feel like I'm supposed to end it, but that's weird because I haven't been on the show. I asked you to. Oh, okay, I don't. I okay, Derek. Every <laughs> single time I I've hosted in your absence and include which was including date. I've not considered the the Russell Boys 316 thing until the very end. Oh yeah, I never I'm do. I'm always either. surprised. I'm I always say, surprised by it that needing to do it. So well, I have a new appreciation what comes for, out of your for mouth. you hosting this show. <laughs> my weekend it sounds like my weekend, Derek. <laughs> oh, I I also I just refuse to host. Yeah, yeah. I host our other podcast, Get in the Pit. Check it out uh, when we start releasing episodes. Uh, probably uh, 2023, early ish. Until then, you're just a t-shirt company. Yeah. <laughs> I would love Let's to see. be a t-shirt company. If I could if I could be um, a bootlegger, that'd be so sick. Derek, I, I, I showed these boys some things earlier that uh, after we were done recording, I'll... That, so there's, there's a prediction for 2023. Um, some new stuff from us that we're working on right now. So watch out for that. Maybe some watch out for it. Maybe some um, um, rededication to uh, and fun stuff over here. So I, I might also yeah. have a new podcast starting in the new year, so also for that. Tight. Yeah, lots yeah, you of better start. You better start another one. Oh, sir, I have get in the pit. Zach's starting a new one, so Matt, I, I expect to hear your dulcet tones on another show. Well, if Matt did you, it first. It, yeah, Matt, ah, Matt did right. first. Um, and I was gonna say, like those those episodes still exist uh, on in. If you want to go back and listen to some great shows, go listen to Dealing with It. These are podcast network. Yeah, listen to the one oh, where Matt gets embarrassed. That's the best one. I don't remember. I I do. I stand by all those episodes. I, yeah, no, please go listen to Dealing. No, they were with great, it. but there was one where your mom knows stuff that you didn't maybe didn't weren't ready for. I know exactly what you're talking about, and I'm not going to relitigate this. But yes, I <laughs> it know, it's not it very fun incredible. when you're sitting in a in an, in a when you're sitting in a, a, a relatively empty room in a recording studio, and your mom is like, "Maybe I'll be a slut, mommy," and you say, "What do I do with this as your son?" <laughs> it's it's you say, what do I do with this? You're happy for her, and you hope for a new brother. <laughs> oh, I mean, that would be. Um, that's long. I mean, I, I, that would be. Say, I'm not. I'm guess, just based on age wise. I'm guessing that's maybe not. You know, a concern. Exactly, but, but I mean, I don't know. Step, I don't know how step. fucking. I don't. Step. <laughs> my mom adopts a child. That's my prediction for 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone moves out. <laughs> I don't know. Trish, Trish is just fucking bored. I no, dude. She's going on like trips across the country with her yeah. neighbors. It's, Hell it's yeah. She's living a. She's living a wild life. Oh yeah, Trish. Uh, Isai, when are you gonna get your mom to change her name to Patricia? Uh, I don't think I can. Oh, Kathy. It'll be a tough sell. Oh, Kathy. Kathy Back. rocks. I gotta pee. I gotta pee so bad. Get us okay, out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Um, go to the internet. Check it Happy out. Happy Ruth. Okay. Check out the social media. Russell Boys Three Sixteen says. Um, Sonic Frontiers is in a good game, but I had a lot of fun playing it.